Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yeah, it's Saturday lunchtime, which does mean it's crunch time, but it also means it is the eve of the NRL Grand Final. It's been such a long, long campaign of 2021. We're down to two. South City Rabbitohs or the Penrith Panthers will be anointed the 2021 Premiership winners. Crunch time thanks to delicious, crunchy, new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. They say pressure eat it, some get eaten by it. And with the big events... You should keep your same routine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a bit worried here because my co-pilots this afternoon, Paul Sirenan, Timmy Manor, they've been here since about 6.30 this morning. They are <laughs> pumped. How are you, Timmy? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Good to be here. It's uh, It feels like Christmas. It's you know, grand final week. Uh, good buzz in the air and... Uh I can't wait for the game. Can't wait. Uh, well, Ciro, I said it was grand final eve. We hope it's grand final eve, don't we? Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Joel. Timmy, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, yeah, my, same as you, Tim. Favorite, my favourite weekend of the year. Yeah. Favourite weekend, and I'm normally a little bit wounded <laughs> the Saturday before the grand final because I've been to a grand final luncheon on the Friday. But uh, no, I, I think um, it's all good, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, it is South City taking on the Panthers. We're going to go through all of that. We've got a bumper, bumper show. Wherever you're listening, across the SEN network, uh, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 AM SEN the Gold Coast, 1629 SEN Hobart, 1629 uh, SA Adelaide and Mount Gambier, of course, as well as the listeners on the SEN app. By the way, we find out on the SEN app, 60% listen from Sydney, which means 40% are listening elsewhere. So let us know where you are listening. Coming up on the show, former Tiger and Premiership winning Panther, Paul Nobby Clark will speak to the captain or the co-captain of the West Tigers of 2005, Mark Bucket. So, Neil, we're going to catch up with him. Channel 7's Michelle Bishop to give us the latest of what the news is leading into the grand final. There are a few players with a bit of an injury cloud on them. Trackside crew, they've had mixed results the last few weeks. They've been a bit sad and sorry uh, with regards to that, but hopefully they're in for a big one. Uh, that's the trackside crew trying to call in now. Maybe they've got a hot tip. Fox League commentator <laughs> Warren Smith. Uh, who'll be calling the big one, of course, for Fox League. We've got uh, Justin Yeo, who not only is he the lookalike of Isaiah Yeo, he's the father of Isaiah Yeo. We're going to get a, a perspective from a parent's point of view as they go to their second grand final, the Yeo family. We look forward to that. But this is Crunch Time, thanks to Red Rooster and Isuzu. But a few milestones today, boys. On this day, on this day, October the 2nd, uh, Manly of 2011, they won the grand final. Glenn Stewart got the... Clive Churchill medal that day. 2005, the Tigers got their first ever premiership. And who would have thought uh, we would not have been back there since that time? The Tigers of 05 and the Sharks got their first ever one in 2016. And a very special birthday, boys. We might try and prank him a little bit later on. We're going to let him be because it is the off-season. We might try and prank Tommy Trebojevic, maybe the best player we've ever seen in this game, a little bit later on. 25, this young man is. 
Yeah, it's uh, I thought we're talking about birthday early. I'm yeah. 88, and then, but going to some of these kids now, yeah, 96. Some of them born in the new millennium. It's uh, it's pretty scary to think about how young these superstars are. Unbelievable. Uh, Ciro, by the way, how are your boys going? They've now completed their seasons. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Curtis returned home uh, Returned home on Tuesday. Tuesday, the Manly boys had let their hair down a little bit after getting yeah. knocked out last week. And um, so he's back home and got to prepare now to pack up and go to England in um, in about seven weeks' time. He's got to be over there to um, head to St. Helens, who were getting ready for a grand final. They too. won this morning, yeah. did they? They won, won this morning. They... they they uh, beat Leeds quite comfortably. Did so they? So they met the Cattle and Dragons next weekend in the grand final at Old Trafford. So he's on, and they're going for three in a row. So, yeah. he's, so he's on a bit of a hide to nothing if he gets over there and they don't win the comp. So, Well, yeah. well, this is the thing. Um, <laughs> this is the thing. They are taking on the Catlins, mm-hmm. which has the winning man, James oh, Maloney. He's the lucky He doesn't guy. lose, does he? Well, I... I just sort and well, and you know what? For Curtis's sake too, I'd prefer to go to a team who hasn't won the grand final just quietly. Would you, Zero? Well, I would, but I'm not going to say that no. publicly. Need <laughs> 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 to cheer on the St. Ellens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come we, on, Saints. We, we saw on, uh, We saw Justin Poor when he was a marquee player. So 2009, we made the grand final. Ooh. 2010, he starts with us, oh. and his first opening words to our team was, "I'm so glad you guys lost." Last year, I'm did like, he? What, what's going on here? He goes, no, 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 because you know you don't win two in a row. You know, like I said, I was I was pumped you guys lost last year because we can win it this year. He would do. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, it's not the best way to start off. No, Just a poor start. Yeah, poor um, start. Yeah, that was poor. Poor from poor. Well, it was poor from poor. Yeah. It was poor from poor. But he got the ultimate rugby league karma because why? The team he left won it the following year. Won oh, the yeah, following dragons, year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. How funny is that? Justin. Uh, yeah, karma. Actually, I saw Karma's him coming through the ranks, actually. Uh, in fact, he played Australian schoolboys with Pud, my brother, and I went to the Australian schoolboys records. Of course, you boys both feature there. Uh, Ciro, and we've been through this before, but uh, 1983 with E.T., Brandy, Jeff Hardy, Jason Ouchen, and Tony Butterfield. So, wow. Uh, quite the, how'd you just go? Uh, it was a merit side, Joel. So I don't oh. know. <laughs> so you undefeated? Uh, undefeated, yeah. Undefeated in the green and gold. But, uh, unfortunately, yeah. We, we, the, the year before, 80, 82, I thought I was a, a chance too. And that, that, that side had Paul Langmack sort of captain of the side and whatnot, mate. But unfortunately, uh, the, the, the politics of Blagu, I, I beat to make the Catholic side. Yeah. Uh, played for a team called The Rest. Oh. They were black fringe players from yeah. the. the Combined high schools, Catholics, blah, blah, blah. They put them together. And anyway, this bloke got picked ahead of me in the Australian schoolboy side in the 82. And they toured New Zealand. And the first, pretty sure the first Australian schoolboy side to get beat by, to, to lose a game. So, karma again. Did old mate drop the ball over the lawn or well, something? Well, I have so. But I, I didn't follow it too closely mate, in those days. But, uh, yeah, no. So, look, it was, it was a merit side, mate. Unfortunately, there was no, no game that year. But. Uh, it was nice to be uh, selected, mate. Yeah. Speaking of merit sides, right? So my young bloke tried out for the New South Wales PWSA team. Yep. Uh, this year it was at Tamworth, and there was a young kid who was like uppy uppy carousel. This little dummy half, very very good. And I thought that he would get the job as the state dummy half. So anyway, we're driving almost home, and he's watching the live stream to see if he makes his state side. And they've read the team out, which is a merit team, and he's not made the seventeen, right? And he's so positive and everything's glass half full. And he's missed out on the 17 for the merit team. And he says, Dad, oh, you know what? I might make it as a shadow. 
I said, mate, <laughs> I said, mate, I've never heard of anyone pull out of a merit team. I don't think they're going to have a shadow player. <laughs> so there you go. Awesome. Uh, Timmy, your uh, Australian schoolboys team, Mitchell Pearce, Israel Falau, Chris Lawrence, Kevin Proctor, Chrissy Sando, Joel Thompson. Chrissy Sando is a name that jumps out for me. Of course, he left the bunnies. Yeah. When would he have turned up to Parramatta, you reckon? I think he started with us in 2014. So you were the grand final? 2014. No, not you the grand final. For the South grand final? Yeah, yeah, he didn't play the South grand final. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. he, like Justin Paul, had left just before. Yeah. I think the worst. Oh, no, was, sorry. No, it was before that. It was, was it? when CQ he was coaching. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been 2011 or 12. 12 gotcha. Probably, yeah. Gotcha. So Adam Reynolds must have uh, come on the scene but around that time. In that school boys side, though, Chrissy was a standout. You talk about like Israel Falau and Mitchell Peace in the team. Chrissy Sandow was the kid. Was he? He was one that everyone was watching. Everyone wanted to have a piece of, yeah. And he was... He was amazing too. We went on tour and he was uh he was probably one of our best players. On and off the field? On and oh, off the field. Yeah, yeah, off the field as well. It was old mate, I grew up a pretty sheltered lifestyle by that stage. I went to seventeen, eighteen year old kids, five weeks in, in England, France, Wales. Oh, yeah. It was uh, an experience of a lifetime, mate. It was really good. Oh, outstanding. Now boys, uh, just on on uh, the grand final anniversaries. We're going to talk about the West Tigers later on with Mark Buckets O'Neill because it was on this day in 2005, 16 years ago. And, and boys, just how time flies. I actually got here today with uh, my 16-year-old daughter driving me here in her L's, right? So that's 16 years ago when she's born. So Benji Marshall is winning a grand final when she's months old. And now she's driving me into work and Benji Marshall's still making grand finals. It's just <laughs> remarkable. So we're going to talk about the 05 grand final a little bit later on with Mark Buckets O'Neill. Uh, the other grand finals of the anniversary, 2011, Manly win the comp. Of course, that all started, or the, or the journey to that grand final started when the Brookvale, the, uh, the Battle of Brookie, which was Melbourne taking on. And I'll never forget Glenn Stewart. He got the big suspension, and I thought, you know, well, he could come back and win this Clive Churchill. He was 41 bucks, and he came. his first game back was the grand final. Really? Glenn that Stewart. his first game back? After. Yeah, I think, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I'll wow. double-check that. But he comes out, gets the grand final. And of course, you remember there was that big conspiracy around uh, Brett Stewart at the time. So oh, both the Stewart the boys, drums, yeah. yeah, they snubbed Gallup when they got That's up there. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if for David Gallup, if it was the last person he wanted to give a Clive Churchill <laughs> oh. medal to, it would have been the surname Stewart. <laughs> yeah, So they had the ultimate last. Uh, Benny copped the serve as well. Remember, I think it was that grand final where Jamie Lyon played 5-8 and Benny was giving him a serve saying that, Lion can't play 5-8, and I think Lion might have jumped on the phone. That's unlike Benny. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be opinionated. Uh, so that happened. Uh, any memories, boys, of that grand final of 2011? Is that where Hopper did that flick pass? Hopper Wadi? Yes. Gone out, yeah. So we, we signed Hopper Wadi, I think, a week or two. He was going away for two years on his Mormon mm. mission, and we signed him just then. So to see him do that flick he pass. He must have been young. Was he about 19 then, Will? Yeah, he was only yeah. a kid then. Yeah. 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 Played for New South Wales that year or the year after, would you say? It would have been that year before he went away, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah, Brooks has confirmed uh, 24 points to 10. Ironically, the Manly side beat Ivan Cleary's uh, Warriors, and Maloney played in that team, in fact, uh, who's back to another grand final. But, uh, yes, it was his first game since that game against the Melbourne Tw- Storm. 2011, I, I actually um, – I, I, I got Ivan out of bed, hung over a couple of days after that grand Did final. You? Yeah, well, I was actually in New Zealand, the Australian schoolboys – 2011, but young Blake Curtis was in, in that side. After so, the grand final? Yeah, yeah. So they toured. They toured New Zealand. It was with Jake Trevojevic. Uh, oh, Clem, right. Clem, there's a you know, really good crew of kids. Anyway, 
we went over to, uh, to watch the games. So um, I got talking to Josh, Josh Stewart's a mate of mine. So Josh said, look, if you need a car, I'll get it sorted through. He, his sister's married to Ivan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sort of banging on the door. And anyway, he's, he's Bex dragged Ivan out of bed to give me the car keys to borrow this car to go for a drive up the door. <laughs> I felt terrible. But, oh, yeah. right, and I remember it was about yeah, two or three days after the grand fight. He'd been on the fizz. Been oh. on the fizz with all the boys. And, um, and well, Nathan was it. He came to the door. He was a kid. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, what's that? He was, what about 13, 14 year old? 13 year old. Wow. Like that, mate. So time does, mate. What do you get to my age, you blokes? Time flies. Time flies. <laughs> well, he, he needs to he needs to win this one, Ivan, doesn't mm. he? Because, you know, well, this is his third grand final. That's a pretty good effort, mate. Of course it is. Take, take your three yeah. teams to grand finals. Yeah. yeah. And, and, of course like, it is. I know. They, people say, look, yeah, the mark is if you win grand finals, but if you, you, you get your club side to the grand final, that's. That's every club wants to do that. Of course, get mate. to the yeah. get, get to the big dance on the, yep. on the last day of the year. Everyone wants to do that. So if you're doing that as a coach, you, you've, you've got some sort of some sort of success. Well, there's 14 teams in the comp now that wish they were there this oh, weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, whether they win or lose, they're in a position now where everyone wishes they were in. Um, yeah. So I think it's a great job to get them there. But you're right; he, he wants to see one. Like you, you got to oh, win. Yeah. 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 Young Adam out here, he's a Mad Bunny supporter, great kid. And uh, I said, how are you going, Ads? He said, oh, mate, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous for this grand final. And that's what happens with fans. You're so invested. Mm. Uh, but this is one of now one of my great quotes that I'm going to plagiarise. Kathy Freeman to the South Sydney side of 2014. They were so nervous, so much pressure on this team, which hadn't been to a grand final in 43 years. And on that day, um, that very date, it was the 14th anniversary for Kathy Freeman having won the Olympics. Ah. So if you imagine the pressure on South, how much pressure my hair yeah. stand up would there have been on Kathy Freeman? And she said to the boys, and I love this quote, and it turns things around, it flips it around. She said to the South Sydney boys, is anyone nervous? They said, yeah, yeah, they were petrified. She said, pressure is a privilege, so own it. And when you think about it that way, yeah. it's not your enemy anymore. So I said to a young Adam out there, I said, mate, pressure's a privilege, <laughs> and there's fans of 14 other teams who don't have that same privilege, so... Just go and enjoy it. And, 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 you know, I've been guilty for it myself, whatever it is in life where the pressure's beating you, if you just make the pressure your friend. Uh, so that's the 2011 grand final anyway, boys. What about your, your 2016 grand final, the memories of the Sharkies? Yeah, I was at our, my cousin's wedding that day and we were at the, di- the dinner table at the reception and one guy had his phone out. And I can still remember there's about 20 people behind the phone yeah. watching the game. So lesson there, he's don't get married on... On Grand Final Day. What's doing? They should they should actually ban it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, my mate is a um, uh, he's married to a, a great family. They've got about nine kids, and and the late father Barry was a bookmaker, a Rails bookmaker. And of all days for his daughter being the bookmaker, they got married on Derby Day. So we're really? all in the church, right? We're all in the church, <laughs> and we've got the phones out at the time. And um, yes, that's, you shouldn't be allowed to get married on. Grand Finals or Derby Day or those sorts of things. But what do you remember, Cyril, of the 2016 Grand Final, the um, Sharkies and Storm? I could have been recovering from the Friday still, Joel. But, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, just, look, you know, I, I, my, I guess my lasting memory of that game is, is, is the Gallon and ET embrace after, yeah. after the thing. Because I, I, I came through all of my juniors with, 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 with ET, playing footy with him and against him and played, you know, a couple of kangaroo tours with him. So, yeah. Um, I like to call him a, a friend of mine from from years gone by. So it was just great to see the the, the shy the shy celebrate something like that that had been sort of thereabouts a couple of times. And but uh, yeah, it was um, and, and and obviously the Harold Holt, yeah, you know, the, the, the porch lights could get switched off. It was fantastic, beautiful. So, 
Yeah, some um, yeah, but uh, yeah, good and that frantic that frantic last play when when Melbourne attack attacking the line, mate, and you know with I thought oh, I'll probably get out of this, unbelievable. But to the Sharks' credit, they they, they shut it down, mate. That, that last mm. if you're a Sharks fan, your heart's in your mouth. That last last thirty seconds. They they shifted left and they've dead set got the numbers. They look oh. up the Melbourne Storm and then Pricey, my mate. He's a blue shirt for the Sharkies. So what he does is just sort of get, gets in the line. <laughs> <laughs> gets in the line. So peripherally, when yeah. you're looking, oh, no, we haven't got the overlap there. Yeah. So they go back the other side, and uh, Ricky Latelli is the man who makes the final tackle. But anyway, have a listen to this. It's gone away there for Cronk to give it out wide. Here's Corabetti. He's got them turning around. It's now with Vunavalu. Vunavalu, the season's top try scorer. Got the ball away. Bromwich to Smith. Smith to Hampton. Hampton, can he find a gap? He gets the ball away. It's back to Smith. Smith gets it away to Cronk. Cronk's got Corabetti with it. Have they got a chance here? Corabetti's put down. The siren sounds. Cronulla have won it. Cronulla have won it. 14 to 12. You can turn the light out now. That's a great call, isn't it? My hair's standing up again. Rabs Warren. Uh... You know what? As far as I'm concerned, he can just call for the rest. You know, <laughs> as long as he lives, Rabs. I just want him to. He's just such a brilliant caller, isn't he? Oh, mate, that and the crowd in the background as well, building yeah. as well. It's just that was awesome to listen to. I remember feeling so relieved for Gallon um, when we played Origin, my first series with him. He was talking to the whole team about how he just wants to win. Like yeah. he goes, I spent my whole career not winning, so then he ended up winning a series with Origin a couple of years later, and then won that he, for someone that like kind of stayed with the one club and did so yeah. well. It was just, I guess, the relief they would have had would have been awesome. Speaking about winning, so and this is, I've been big on this with the Tigers. We need more winners, competitive, those sorts of things. I'm not going to get bogged down with that, but like Maloney's, like that, that's, that's what you winners, mean. Yeah. yeah. And Gene yeah. uh, King, um, uh, the tennis player, Billy Jean King. Billy Jean King. So she came out with a quote, and she said, uh, "Champions are afraid of losing." Everyone else is afraid of winning, and you do get people, and you see it with front rowers who are afraid of scoring. You'll see them absolutely on their way to scoring and they find a way to, to muck it up because they're afraid of scoring and therefore winning. But it's so true where we're, we're champions are afraid of losing. Well, I've gone through the Panthers team list. Every single Panther has won something coming through the grades. Oh, yeah. They've won a comp, every single Panther. Even those new to the club, Appy Coruscant, uh, obviously with South, South Sydney. Yeah. Uh, Sorensen won one with the Jets alongside Capewell. Every single player in that 17 has won something coming through. It's, it's pretty unique, actually. Uh, Sugar and lads love the crunch time. Listening to you blokes and punting at the same time. Cracked the first beer already. Roast lamb ready to go. Uh, do you boys think the whistle will stay in the pocket on the weekend? Jared Sutton seems to have lost confidence. Rooster man. Yes, it will. Yeah. It's a grand final. It's a grand final. It'll be a 4-2, I hope a 4-2 penalty count, something yeah. like that. Let, yeah. it, let it flow. and it, it, It's like you know, like Origin games, but in saying that, he, uh, there was a couple of games this year that he, he, he blew, blew a few. But, um, but but game one was, you know, game game one Origin, he, he put whistle in the pocket. Let's, let's who, who does that benefit? Who gets better out of a rolling game? Mate, I, I, I don't know. They're both both attacking, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're, 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 they're very similar. They'll both, both chance their hand and throw the ball around a little bit, you know. So yeah. I'd... I'd I don't know, actually. Does it favour South? I, I don't know. Very yeah. similar teams in many ways, haven't you? You've got the yeah. two running dummy halves in Appy and Cook. Yeah. And, you know, you've got the, the steady halfback with the flashy 5'8 in Luai and mm-hmm. Cody Walker. Very and similar, yeah. They're very similar teams in many ways. So that, that's a hard one. Um, but 
I'm expecting a low score of boys on the back of that. We saw that. Mm. That that game last week, I thought it was like a grand final. Did you not? Mm. The Storm oh, and the Panthers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, mate. It was. And, 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 and saying that, the, the Storm reserved their worst game of the year for, for that, you know, that that game last week. But, mm, yeah. But Penrith pretty brave, pretty gallant. You know, I mean, they had a really tough game against Parra the week before and they, they backed it up with last week. So, I don't know. Are they a little bit bashed up, the Panthers for tomorrow? I, I don't know. The Bunnies and I... You know, I'm going to contradict myself here. I, I go back to that game in Dubbo where Penrith dismantled them. South yeah, Sydney up yeah. there, and they just, mate, they were so good. But uh, I, I guess the one one factor out of that was uh, one bloke called Cam Murray didn't play. So Oh, he missed that game. He missed that game. Yeah. Uh, okay. They, they got touched up against Melbourne and Penrith in consecutive weeks, I think, or in two, two and three weeks, and yeah, Cam Murray didn't play. You're so a massive fan, aren't you? Oh, yeah. mate, he's, yeah. he's he'll, he'll cut the yeah, New South Wales and... And Australia, I wow. the next couple of years, yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, you, you look at Penrith in the last round of the season where Bennett and most teams, a lot of the teams that was comfortable rested all their players. Mm. Penrith didn't. They, they played their whole team. Then they went the hard way around. They played South, had that really physical game against P- Parramatta, played Melbourne. So they, they've had a really tough stretch to get there. Mm. On the flip side of that, South Sydney, they rested all their players last round. They played one game against Penrith and they rest again. They played one game against a Manly team where probably weren't as hard as Melbourne would have been. Physically. So they'd be fresh as daisies. The other thing is they got Wayne Bennett, Benji Marshall, Adam like all these big guys that have been there on the big occasion. They've proved themselves. I reckon they're going to be very hard to beat. I think it's going to be – I agree with you. It's going to be low scoring because Penrith's defence are amazing. I think Penrith's attack hasn't been where it has has been throughout the year, the last few weeks. True, yeah. So I think it's going to be low scoring, but I think it's been a great game. Chatting to Kobe, my wife, about this, and she said, oh, would Penrith – want this game postponed. And I think that most people would assume that. But if I was busted myself and, you know, most of them are busted, I think I just want to get it done. Like a lot of these blokes like Cleary, they've been carrying these injuries for a long time. Oh, they all carry niggles, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you blokes know yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're always – you're never 100% – you know, fighting fit, you know, at this time of the year. So So do you reckon the Panthers here, if they were asked – they, you know, yes, they get an extra week's recovery, but I, I think most of them would want to just play tomorrow and get it done, wouldn't they? I think so. With all the all the other stuff going on too, Joel, you know, being in a in a bubble and yeah, you know, in, in yeah. that, that, that Queensland hub for so long too. It's and on the back of last year too, you know, a lot of those the, the, the key Penrith blokes were in the Origin, which dragged into sort of November last year. So they've had oh, a lot of a lot of footy, mate. So they they'll be keen to sort of freshen up in the off season, but. There's still one more, one more hurdle, mate. I'm, I'm sure they want to make up for last year. That first try is absolutely everything. Uh, hey, Sugar, Mr. Nice Guy and uh, Balmain Dynamite. <laughs> NRL was stupid to trust Anastasia. Whack, this is the reptile. Uh, in, he said, uh, NRL was stupid to trust Anastasia in the first place. That's the equivalent of Hansel and Gretel trusting the witch at the gingerbread house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, whack. Uh, this one here. Where's Fletch? Too many margaritas last night. No, no, Fletch is going to be here at two. So he's going to take the baton off the boys with Brendan Cowell at two o'clock. So he's uh, probably making his way in now, the great man, Brian Fletcher. Boys, I think the 2019 grand final was a pretty iconic one. The Raiders broke the longest grand final drought to make it. Big mouth on the horn and 60,000 doing the Viking clap. Wasn't a result for the Raiders, but Roosters went back to back. Listening to the call at the beginning of that game this week. Gave me tingles from the clap, says Don. Good on you, Donny. Uh, yeah, disappointing year for the Raiders. I think many people had them tipped to at least uh, be in the final four. That was the way that was placing out. Just before we go to the break, uh, just some news coming through the Daily Telegraph. And this relates to, uh, well, this says here, uh, Queensland 
to host historic decider as ARLC reject bids from New South Wales and WA. So it is locked and loaded for Queensland. The NRL Grand Final is staying in Queensland with the Commission set to reject audacious bids from New South Wales and Western Australia to keep Rugby League's decider in the Sunshine State. So it goes on to say that if in the event that it got postponed, they'd be looking at a an historic Townsville decider on Sunday, October 10, so next Sunday. So that's the way that's shaping up the grand final, regardless whether it happens tomorrow night, hopefully it does, or next week it will be in Queensland. This is Crunch Time, all thanks to Isuzu and Red Rooster, Paul Sirenen, Timmy Manor, I'm Joel Kane. A break it back with more. Uh, Crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search, all-new MUX. Time now for the crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. We're going to cross out to Michelle Bishop of Channel 7 very, very shortly to give us the lay of the land of how the... Uh, the captain runs have gone down there, up there in Queensland, getting ready for the grand final. Is the grand final going to push ahead tomorrow? How does Michelle see that playing out? So we're looking forward to that. Michelle Bishop is going to be joining us very, very shortly. Of course, has been very busy with SEN and Channel 7 in the season 2021. We're looking forward to that. Um, fascinated to find out the captain's run. That's been done. So all the preparation now has been done for both teams. Who actually participated. Did they all participate in the captain's run? Someone like a Dylan Edwards boys, he's been in Moonboot and such this week. Do you need to run in the captain's run to be playing tomorrow? I don't think so. Yeah. I think the, the captain's run is more of a ticker box just to mentally feel like, all right, we're all ready to go. But you're not going to miss out on anything in terms of, you know, what they, what's going to happen in the game the next day. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's not a big loss if we didn't train. Do you ever find yourself, Ciro, in a position where you're sort of 50-50 about Playing a state of origin or a grand final, or mate, I, I actually had a um, I, I, I'd, I'd torn a calf before the '88 grand final. Did you? So, really? Yeah, mate. We, 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 mate, we were busted by the time we, we had a playoff playoff for fifth uh, in '88. Then we, we 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 got through to the grand final and, and played played the dogs. And uh, my second row partner Dave Brooks was in hospital all week. He, he was on a drip. He he trod on a nail at work. Oh. He was a tradie. So, <laughs> uh, so mate, we were. We were busted by the time we sort of got there, and mate, you know, blokes were hobbling around, you know, just to get out in the field. But in those days, it was a case of you know, tough it up and you know, yeah, suck it up, boys, and get out there. But but half time we're in the game, half time, and then it's second half. Well, we lost Ellery. When Manley. did you lose Ellery? Um, only about twenty minutes into the game. Early Tw- twenty odd minutes. Yeah. But so yeah. was that all the difference in the end? Oh, mate, I, I think we were. As I said, mate, Canterbury had the week off too. They they won the major semi, had the week off. We beat the Sharks in the final mm. to get get through the, the GF. And as I said, mate, we were, and, and a lot of people in, in, around, in and around Balmain and, and the Tigers were just happy to make a grand final. Yeah. First one since 69, we, we, we made one. So we kind of, everyone celebrated making grand final and we, we forgot we were supposed to win it too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, it was... Um, one of those things, mate, you just want to play, don't you? Yeah. You, know, you, you, you probably, you know, if you had your time again, you'd think about it. But So how'd you, you know, go with your calf? Oh, mate, I was a bit of a passenger. But, yeah. You know, I mean, and people say, oh, geez, you've had a quiet game in that game, but they just don't know. It nah, makes yeah. sometimes. And it's, it's, it's true for a lot of players. You yep. know, you go, well, geez, he was, what's wrong with him? And, you know, there's blokes who go in their games, carry injuries and just trying to do the right thing by their side. So, it's, Well, Finchie tells a story about uh, Cooper Cronk and, and – you know, obviously he's got the bunk shoulder or the arm, whatever it was, and 
you know, they've won the grand final. It's a great rugby league story. But he says if they got beat and he's not participated at all in the game, it, it would, would have been seen quite the other way. Mm. But they won the yeah, grand final. Point. So anyway, there you go. Time now for the crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle, limited time, so get in fast. The Roosters calling. And as I mentioned, a stable mate of ours at SEN, Michelle Bishop, but primarily works for Channel 7, has been so, so busy in this 2021 season, which has been mostly in a bubble. And I'm pleased to say Michelle Bishop has been all across it and joins us now. G'day, Michelle. Good afternoon, gents. Can we just pause for a moment? Because I've just had to go back and relive that 1988 grand final where <laughs> I was gutted. I'm feeling for those poor 13,000 fans that aren't going to be um, at the stadium tomorrow because, uh, you know, but my biggest, I was the biggest Balmain supporter ever and my parents just couldn't afford tickets back then and I missed out. So I can kind of, you know, sympathise with those, those poor guys that are going to miss out tomorrow. But I'll tell you what, haven't we got one hell of a game? tomorrow afternoon. Oh, and you've been swimming in all the news stories, Michelle. A grand final week, and you've articulated that very, very well. It's such a great time. Uh, what are the big stories up there in Queensland at the moment? Well, I've obviously just finished up at, um, at the South Captain's Run. A lot of love, guys, this morning. So much love. Latrell Mitchell was giving out hugs like there's no tomorrow. Obviously, we didn't get in the media. We were all, uh, you know, obviously at a safe distance, but um, gee, there was a, a really good feeling um, amongst all the boys. They're all getting around Blake's half. Um, obviously, when um, Adam Reynolds sort of ran out, even all the media got a little bit excited. Uh, he obviously gave us that indication yesterday that everything was okay with the groin. He said in the, uh, the grand final press conference that he was, you know, set to resume those kicking duties. So that's some awesome news, I guess, for Rabbitohs fans, but also takes a little bit of pressure off a uh, 21-year-old Blake Taft in such a, a, a huge occasion. But yeah, what a vibe. What a vibe. Um, this morning, he's been a little bit quiet in Bristol. I've actually had a fair few people ask us, you know, like, where's the celebrations? Because they had a huge fan day yesterday and the day before here. But obviously, NRL trying to keep everybody sort of safe and fingers crossed. And it's all, you know, playing it safe here because of the situation with COVID. But they've done a remarkable job. And um, obviously, the Panthers, I'm, I'm actually staying at the same hotel as the Panthers, um, socially distancing. Uh, they, um, they're ready. They're preparing to, uh, they're all you know, getting strapped up and all the rest of it now, preparing for their captain's run um, out at Suncorp to take a, a last look before the big dance tomorrow night. Very nerve-wracking. So they, they're yet to have their captain's run, Michelle? Yeah, no, that's at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um, Ivan Cleary has just spoken at another presser via a, 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 a conference, but sort of, you know, not much has changed since yesterday. Um, I will say that uh, I would put my house on Dylan Edwards playing in that fullback role Ooh. tomorrow. So it's pretty much all a given. Okay. So and I'm prepared to back that up. I'm okay. prepared. I've got a prepared to back that up. He'll take his place. Very, very confident. Rightio. Okay. Would you put your house on both teams being 1-17? to Absolutely. Oh, I, I can't see it being any different. That is good. Uh, uh, would you put your house on? Which way? There's a couple of houses, Michelle. <laughs> would you put your house on the grand final going ahead tomorrow night? I would put my house on the grand final going ahead tomorrow night. Look, they've, um, they've obviously, uh, in the last hour or so, the NRL's made a, a few sort of uh, COVID-safe uh, extra restrictions with masks and that sort of stuff. So you will see all of the sideline, all those people on the sideline fully marked up. That wasn't going to be, but now that, that is the case. Um, so they'll be very stringent with all those things. Um, look, the, the fact of the matter is I was a little bit, had to have a bit of a chuckle to myself really about how the way the, the media rolls on. Talking about it going, returning back to Sydney and then, of course, uh, late last night, Western Australia, you know, putting their sort of 
get in at the 11th hour. The fact of the matter is there's this just small little thing called um, a contract. Mm. And the NRL is contractually obligated to play this grand final in Queensland. And, I mean, they've done all the heavy, lift, heavy lifting up until now. Um, the worst-case scenario, if the, if the numbers did go up today, it would have um, in, decreased to, uh, what, 50% in terms of the capacity. We're sitting at 75% at the moment. Um, and, and if it was even worse than that, we woke up tomorrow morning and there were some cases, the next uh, step would have been to stage the grand final in Townsville. Of course, not tomorrow because it would be just, logistically impossible um, and they would have gone ahead with that next week so um, any kind of I think it was all just you know media talk really and, and, and romancing with the fact that you know Sydney Siders may get to have a grand final finally not going to happen I'll put my house on it <laughs> <laughs> Michelle it's Timmy Manor um, what's the, the, hey, Timmy. How you going? the the guys that have been kicked out of the comp are many of them hanging around or are most of them scooting back to Sydney still around. Um, obviously, many have been enjoying the, uh, the beaches uh, on the Sunshine Coast. Um, there's a few that have ducked down to a bit of action down there on the Gold Coast, but um, no, running into quite a few of them, and they're all just uh, enjoying some downtime, and, and so many families have stayed back, which has been lovely to see. So, you know, just, um, well, I mean, many of them would obviously be going back to lockdown, so it's probably uh, yeah. you know, a more sensible option for the families, but it's good to see them be able to relax and enjoy a bit of... Um, a bit of time because, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's been such a high-pressure situation throughout the entire season. It's been like a, a season like no other. Are we, al- are we allowed to do this? Are we allowed to be talking here? Can we shake hands? Can we, you know, so it's, um, and it's been a lot more relaxed in Queensland. I mean, obviously, in touch with my family. Um, I've got two kids on the Central Coast in New South Wales and a husband and another child in the ACT, and you're all copying it. So it was uh, obviously a sensible option for those players to, um, you know, to sit around and, and enjoy what they can. And the other thing I think has been really lovely to watch this morning for me was the players who obviously won't be um, playing on the big stage tomorrow, like your Josh Mansours and obviously Latrell Mitchell, um, very much a part of um, a, a part of, of the team. And that's something that I guess Wayne Bennett is really big on. And it's been a similar situation to watch the, um, the Panther boys too, who obviously won't make it onto the stage. So Michelle, uh, uh, Paul Cerro here. How are you going? Um... Well, I'm still trying to get through the 1988 Grand Final. Oh, I'm sorry to take memory. you back there. You would have been <laughs> very young. After 1989. You would have been very young back then. But uh, <laughs> listen, oh, the, 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 I'll uh, pay the, you later for that. <laughs> the Panthers boys, Panthers boys, because they were staying on the sunny coast, weren't they? Uh, have, have they? So, so they're obviously staying Brisbane overnight tonight, are they? Or. Yeah, so the boys, um, both teams moved in here yesterday. Oh, okay. um, they're, they're, they're staying here in Brisbane. Um, I won't go through the hotels, but yeah, they're staying right. locally in Brisbane. They had the grand final uh, parade yesterday, which was obviously COVID safe. There was no, you know, autographs and um, and selfies and all the rest of it. They were basically um, on stage, introduced, and then they um, went into the press conference and then went about their business. Uh, but so, yeah, they'll, um, after the grand final, they'll stay in Brisbane, obviously, but after the grand final, they'll head back. So South City will help head back to their base on the Gold Coast. Okay. Um, and, of course, the Penrith Panthers will be going back up to the Sunshine Coast. So no one will be staying in Brisbane on grand final night, win, lose or draw. So, Michelle, just with the captain's run, the one already done by the South City team and the one coming up for Penrith, just to be clear, so are they being quite covert about it? So the media are not seeing anything from what they're doing as they are training? Is that the case? No, no, we've um, well, we've basically got to see the warm up. We it's only natural for you know coaches to be paranoid at this stage of the mm. game. Um, yeah, so we obviously got to see the warm up um, and you know a bit of interaction. It'll be pretty much all the same this afternoon with Penrith and uh, fifteen twenty minutes, and then we'll um, be asked to leave politely. But yeah, we've been kept away obviously um, at, at 
well, more than social distance, we're sort of at the other end of the field. But, um, yeah, no, it was lovely to watch. Really good to, as I say, very relaxed feeling with the South Sydney boys um, this morning. And I'm obviously expecting pretty much all the same with the Penny Panthers this afternoon. Yeah, And the Boombox. And the boom box, yes. Uh, just and all the uh, the news that you've seen back in Mount Drew at the homes of uh, Jerome Luai and yeah, Brian Toto, and oh, it's brilliant. It's brand likewise for South. You City. know what? I'll take this opportunity, guys. I've obviously, you know, I, I, I guess I can be a fair judge. I'm with these these guys, these teams, day in day out. You could watch Jerome Luai, Brian Toto, Critter, Steve Crichton score a try in the middle of Suncorp Stadium and they would react exactly the same way as scoring a try in Whalen Reserve. Um, it was, a, I think, the criticism of those boys um, throughout the year about them being cocky and arrogant and, you know, the post-try celebrations. It's them. It's they're just a bunch of kids having an absolute ball. They're very passionate about what they do. And they don't worry about a crowd. They're not there to entertain. That's them 24-7. I mean, I've been watching them uh, go through, get off, getting off the bus and, and go through the, uh, the, the entranceway of where we're staying and the boombox doesn't turn off. And, and it'd be surprised about the amount of um, just, you know, the people behind the reception that sort of, you know, give them a bit of a wiggle and a bit of a wave. And they're just, they're really lovely guys, um, you know, just doing what they love. And, and I, I hate the tall poppy syndrome that is alive and well in Australia. It's really, really tough. They're, they're doing very well at what they do and let them enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what, just on the Panthers, Michelle, and, and you don't wish for anyone to miss a grand final, but I have to say that the moment the Panthers signed Tavita Pangai Jr., I thought, yeah, good signing, but it's going to cost some poor bugger who's been tooling away a grand final. And, and not that I'm happy that he's not in the grand final, but... I'm, I am happy to see a bloke like Spencer Lanou who's been there for the journey. Local junior too. I Local think, yeah. junior, yeah. What do you think about that, Michelle? Missionary Jet Junior, absolutely. I'll tell you a story about, um, about Spencer. He was signed up. He went to McDonald's um, as a kid after footy. Um, and, the, and he was basically, he was over here, not, not sorry, he wasn't playing with any side. I think it was soccer or whatever. He went to, went to McDonald's after whatever activity he did. And Minch and Bridgettes were having a, a signing day and he signed up there to play. And, and that's where his career started with, um, with rugby league. So it was a beautiful one. And as you say, a lovely kid, an awesome opportunity. But I will say, I did run into Tavita this morning and, you know, I'll give him a bit of a pay. He said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm working laughed and he said you don't work you don't do work they don't know how tough we've got it no <laughs> exactly right we'll tell you what the work's about to slow down michelle because it's been a brutal year not just for those on the field but also off the field and you've done a tremendous job both for channel seven and helping us out here at SEN as well i've been asking this question all week michelle and it's not a tip i don't want a tip what i want is who would you love to see wear that clive churchill medal come uh, sunday night Gee, that is a really tough one. And I look, I'm going to say the obvious because he is just the ultimate professional. He gives 24-7, even, you know, turns up at training to, to do his bit beforehand, stays back afterwards. And the fact that he's missed out on the Dally M's a couple of years in a row, I'm going to say Nate. I'm going to say Nathan Cleary. Yeah, Nathan Cleary, of course, uh, looking to win a grand final with his dad. That'll be the first time since Wayne Bennett did it with Darius Boyd. So, Hey, have a great uh, rugby league grand final eve, Michelle. 
Thanks, guys. Have a good afternoon. Uh, thanks once again for all your efforts as well across all of the uh, shows on SEN. Uh, that is the crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings, fill the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. Uh, don't forget as well, the SEN NRL Grand Final coverage starts tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's the NRL Countdown, live from Suncorp Stadium. Jason Woogie Matthews, Jared Wallace will kick off proceedings. You've got Andrew Voss as a guest. Greg Alexander, Sean Garlic, Craig Tugger-Coleman, the list goes on. But we have still got a big, big show coming up. We're going to take you through to 4 o'clock. We've got the great man Paul Sirenen and Timmy Manor in the sheds here right now. But with the interchange cards coming up at 2 o'clock, you've got Brendan Cow and Brian Fletcher. But after the break, it's the Saturday standouts looking ahead to the grand final. Oh, it certainly is. Paul Sirin and uh, Timmy Manor. I'm Joel Kane. Saturday standouts brought to you by the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX, exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all new MUX. Righto, boys. Let's look ahead to tomorrow for our Saturday standouts. Let's think about the storyline. Ciro, uh, what's the big storyline that'll come out of this game tomorrow? Um, a rugby league is going to be the winner. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Mr. PVL's got that sorted. Yeah. Um, but for me, you want my Saturday standout? Yeah. Boys, I've just... just Give you a little bit of a insight into it. I've, I've got a feeling in my waters <laughs> that both the nines are going to score tries. Appy right. and Cookie. Appy and Cookie, the Origin boys. So the one's going to strike and another one's going to yeah, strike they're both back. at some stage in the game. So if you're, uh, if you like to have a little flutter, yeah, flutter, a I like multi, that. yeah, I like that. I said nine dollars. What, what, what would Appy and the Cookie be? I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't gamble on rugby league, but it would be. Pretty good, I reckon. Well, yeah. Brooksy's on the sports bet app here. Okay, so Ooh, fifty bucks, paying fifty. So if you had nine dollars of that, four fifty. Thank you very much. That's exactly you, right. You can, you can buy the crunch crunch time team a yeah. couple of scooters later in the year or something. Absolutely, <laughs> <He> gets up. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Timmy Manor for the new seven seat Isuzu MUX. What is your standout for Saturday? Yeah, if I'm looking into uh, my crystal ball for tomorrow's game, I think it's going to be. South Sydney win. Yep. And I think Adam Reynolds is going to play a bit of a role like Cronk did in that Roosters win where yeah. he's not going to be the standout, but he's going to control that game. And Cody Walker is going to get the man of the match. Cody Walker plays well tomorrow, South win. Because if, if he plays well, it means South are playing well. Yes. If he has an off game, they lose. But I reckon they'll win and he'll be man of the match. He has to play well, Cody. He has to. He's got to play well. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah there's been a couple of, you know. Couple of origin games in the last few years where he's had a chance and he just hasn't sort of stepped up. I don't think, but yep. I think for for the for the bunnies, you know, he'll he'll lead them lead them well tomorrow. My um, uh, my Saturday standout mm. is Maddie Burton. Maddie Burton, wow. yeah, Maddie yeah. Burton has a big game, scores a try. I've just had this epiphany all year mm. that he'd score a try in a grand final and a Panthers win. And I think the headlines will be Nathan shoulders the Panthers to a premiership. He's had this shoulder for about a month. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets the Clive Churchill medal. But as far as the Saturday standout goes, boys, and I've just been thinking about this, and punters are quite clever. There's, we've got all the screens around here. Brooksy's all aboard the racing at the mm. moment. And I can imagine this, right? Just remember this, right? Yeah. Because the punters are so shrewd and clever. There'll be a scenario one Saturday you'll be kicking back and all of a sudden <laughs> it'll job. bob up. It'll bob up, right? It'll go something like this. 200 metres to go. Emperor being tackled by Calico Jack. Then came hard to say Kaboo. There's 200 metres to go. Now they're charging Calico Jack. I did say 200 metres to go twice. Now there's 50 <laughs> metres to go. Calico Jack being taken by the Emperor. But here comes 
Oshay Ole. Oshay Ole. He's just down to win. There will be a horse very, oh, very yeah. soon Absolutely. called Oshay Ole, oh, won't there? 100%. It's a, I mean, it's a great horse name, too. Yeah. I think it will, it will go well. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I hope it goes better than that call. Uh, Calico Jack, you're tipping that as a roughie, are you? Uh, my, my, I get a little bit of mail from time to time of, of people and, mm. you know, the Bob, the Bob best bets and, and yeah. whatnot, mate. But uh, so, someone, yeah, someone said to me, look, yes, a little bit of, a bit of a place on Kelly. Okay. Jack. Well, the money's uh, come up here. Uh, Josh Alloyer, a.k.a. Oshay Alloy. Yeah, so he's, he's got <laughs> he's it updated his profile. Good That's on good. him. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Have you seen all the memes from NRL Roast? Oh, mate, hilarious. <laughs> How good are they? How the good bloke are they? at the RVT, and they said, who are you meeting? Oshay Ole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were so good. So good. Uh, oh, my kids found that amusing, actually. Uh, for listeners on SEN Gold Coast, by the way, uh, we're going to uh, head to the news shortly. When that happens, uh, you can stay with us via the SEN app. Uh, so, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Speaking about Oshay Ole. <laughs> The great Eshay. He's, he's just turned up, Brian Fletcher. He's got preparation. He's prepared too. <laughs> yeah, fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Looking forward to that. Um, here we go. Plenty of text messages coming through. Sharpie, he still thinks Dylan Brown's going to win the Clive Churchill. <laughs> Blake Ferguson, the first try scorer. And the beach sprinter, Damien Cook, for the Clive Churchill. Sharpie from Campbelltown. Thank you very much. Uh, there you go. And he goes on to some of his other... Uh, Sharp by name, not by nature. Yes. Uh, <laughs> his other texts refer to his extracurricular activities, which we can't talk about on air. Why would a player be cut uh, being called cocky? The best ever were all cocky. Ali, Ronaldo, or Ali rather, Ronaldo the eighth. Please give me a break. Oh, he's talking about the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, being some saying they are a little bit cocky, which... Oh, that was I love him. I love sticky, it. sticky, because they, he, he, yeah, because they got beat by the Raiders got beaten that game. Went, was that uh, sticky? Yeah, you said that, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, said, he come in, labelled on that, but you know, if it was Sticky's boys doing, it, he'd be pumped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just going through, and I, the reason I was looking at the Australian schoolboys before boys is because Nobby Clark went to school with you, Ciro. He did. Holy was Cross it, Ride. Was a year ahead of me. Was he? Yes. He, but he, did, got, he got kicked out of school. He, well, that, I asked to leave. I think. Yeah. Is that why he doesn't feature in the Australian schoolboys? Probably. Because you need to be a schoolboy <laughs> to be there. Uh, we're going to catch up with him too. Uh, what a that career. Helps. That helps. Yeah, oh, mate, he's, it's pretty special. A, an understated career in many ways. Mm. An understated career in many ways. So he's coming up uh, very, very shortly after the news. That's the way to do that. Keep your text messages coming through, by the way. G'day, gents. Looking forward to watching the grand final from California. So this is coming through on the text line, 0457 736 736. And, Joel, why hasn't anyone brought up the fact that the Penrith Panthers' halves are the current New South Wales halves, who are winners, and South Sydney's halves are six and a seven, who couldn't get it done at that level? It's a no-brainer. Penrith will win 13-plus, without a doubt. And a quick treble for the NFL, the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns, all to cover the start. There you go. That's uh, Matty from California listening in on the SEN app. Thanks for your company there. Well, I suppose that's a fair point. Um... Okay, there you go. So uh, have your say. By the way, it is a Saturday, so have you got any WBWs, send those through. And uh, as uh, Ciro mentioned before, he's had a little something on the top weight in the next round week at any old price. Uh, I may have followed him in there, so looking forward to that. <laughs> Brendan Cow coming up very, very shortly. He's promoting a book like Spud, Ciro, uh, so looking forward to that. Plum. 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting to cop. I'm, I'm hoping he's got a couple of dozen copies with him this afternoon when he comes in. He'd been... 
very shortly. But very shortly. Yeah. It's a good read. I'm, I'm it is three a good quarters, read. I'm three quarters way through. I haven't finished yet. It's, um, Lots of pictures. Is it? of, you know what? It's got a lot of references to like, you know, he's got Frank Panisi in there. Yeah. He's, he's got Spud wow. in there. Like, yep. So you kind of like, you visualize the story and it's very easy to kind of picture it. Um, really good storyline. So let's uh, look and see how it finishes. He, 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 well, I actually drink a bit at this pub, which he calls... I think his Zoom was a, a cavern for failure. <laughs> so um, I actually, so that would make sense, but it is very good. Yeah, yeah, it's, very, it's done very well. Squeaky and uh, is it Brick? Bricky's mate? Brick, Plum. Plum. Then you've got the girls, Shah and uh, Charmaine. Charmaine and, and Charmaine. Yeah, so we'll get him to speak about that after two o'clock uh, when he joins the backline uh, Bears head. Uh, going victory moments next in Sydney. Sugar, Coolangatta was very impressive in race two, says the Rooster Man. Thank you, Rooster Man. Half time here with Ciro and also the great man, Timmy Manow. It's quarter time for me because I've got uh, here up until four o'clock with Brendan Cowell and the great man, Brian Fletcher. Plenty of fun still to be had. You're a big part of the show, so jump on the phone. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. A break and back with plenty more. Uh, it certainly is. It is crunch time. It is uh, Paul Sirenen, and we've got the great man, Timmy Manor, and a man who, he, well, he thought that, you know what, to win a premiership, you've got to find some new friends sometimes. And I'm pleased to say that's what Paul Nobby Clark did back in the 90s. He's on air now. G'day, Nobby. Joel, how are you, mate? Is that true? You had to find some new friends? <laughs> false, false. How, how does it make you feel grand final week, Nobby? Uh, fantastic. Hmm. Um, I just, it's just, uh, every, I mean, especially when Penrith are in it, there's always a bit of, uh, glory goes back to, and mentions he goes back to the 91 side, and, uh, it's nice to be remembered as 30 years on, and, uh, but, um, yeah, no, mate, it, it's, it's, it was, uh, it was great times, and it was like five years ago, and, but, it, but it's actually 30. Hello, Nobby. Ciro here, mate. How are you? Ciro. Good, <laughs> mate. Yourself? I'm going well, I hate mate. talking a bit. I, can we go back to Joel and talk about something? I hate talking about grand finals. Do you, Sarah? Oh, it's not. Hate, it's I, not it's, it's, it didn't it's, take you long. It didn't guilty. take you long to have a shot, did it? Hey, <laughs> 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 right? unbelievable. What's the, only, what's the only thing in my career that I've got over you? Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> listen, um, <laughs> listen you, you, you would normally have a reunion with the Penrith boys, wouldn't you? And, and I guess 30 years would be significant. Are, are you going to try and catch up with them before Christmas? All, all going well? I'd, I'd imagine MG yeah. and Brandy and all the boys would have something organised. Yeah, mate, we've got something organised, uh, COVID willing and numbers willing. Uh, we've got a, a, a harbour cruise. Uh, we did <clears throat> we did it five years ago. It was an, just an absolutely fantastic day. And uh, and But even then, a few of the blokes couldn't make it because it was all done within about three weeks. But this time, there's been plenty of notice. And mm-hmm. in late November, um, <clears throat> as I said, COVID willing, that there's no more dramas that we yeah. can uh, go on there. And uh, uh, it'll be fantastic because uh, there's a few of the guys I haven't seen for oh, 10 years. So... Uh, um, but it, and a lot of memories brought up and a lot of bagging and all that sort of thing. But um, right up your alley, mate. Right up, <laughs> right up your alley. You love that stuff. <laughs> well, well, I cop as much as I give. <laughs> well, if Panthers win this year, you can uh, jump on their Mad Monday as part of your thirty-year reunion. True. Yeah. Well, that's that's been mentioned, Tim. That's been mentioned that uh, maybe we we should a few of us go out there. But uh, I think I know how mad it was and how big it was thirty years ago compared to. Uh, Compared to it could be on on um, on uh, Sunday night, um, but um, it's uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. I'm very confident that they'll win. Their their defence is uh, has been absolutely unbelievable all year. Um, if they score two tries, I think they, I'm very confident they'll win. If they win, score three tries, I'm certain they'll win. So, uh, but if it gets down to one try each, as it could, it just comes down to goal kicking. So, um, but very confident. 
Tell you what, Nobby, uh, some similarities with Paul Momorowski. So Paul Momorowski, he played in that prelim for the Roosters and got them through. Latrell comes back, they win the comp. He wasn't part of the team. Uh, same thing happened with the Melbourne Storm in many ways. Last year wasn't part of the team, but had been along for the journey. That was the case with you. Uh, injury cost you a couple of grand finals at the Tigers, uh, and then you have the chance at Penrith, you lose the grand final, and then you win one. So it was such a long wait for you in many ways to finally claim that premiership. And I suppose uh, Paul Momorowski finds himself in the same way. But I'm loving your confidence. Do you see some parallels in his story and yours? Oh, in a way, I'm, I've, got to, I've got to be honest, Joel, injury didn't stop me from playing um, first grade that year for a day nine. It was ability and uh, the lack of it. Yeah, and the lack of it. Uh, no, no, I said, I said to Ciro, I said, we'll throw this little bait out, see if he, see if he just runs with it, or maybe no, you're too honest. <laughs> no, I, um, all, you, all your um, main, uh, listeners would uh, would know that it was uh, I was I was Reggie Reserve Grader for the two years because it was such a fantastic uh, um, forward pack that Bowman had. But uh, mate, I got to say, at, at, at half time I was sitting at the um, sitting down, Canberra all over us, and twelve six ahead in ninety one, and and I'm thinking I must be a mock because I was I was involved with Bowman in eight eighty nine. Uh, in the, on the bench, we're still part of it, and then nine we got beaten off the four four green finals in a row. This 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 would be horrendous, mm. uh, horrendous. So, uh, but we're lucky enough to come out of it. And um, but there's there's so many similarities between both sides, Joel, and the fact that it's, it's, it was a, um, a junior league based um, strength of the size, like Alexander Fitler, Guy. Um, Cartwright, Brad Izzard in 1991. Uh, the last two years has been uh, Crichton, Luai, Brian Taho, um, Nathan Cleary has, has been the strength of the side. So um, there are so many uh, similarities, um, uh, even even down to the hookers are both uh, lightning quick, uh, Abby Corriso and Roy Simmons. Um, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting on that. I, was, I thought, geez, hope these boys come in on the last year. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you saved me. But, uh, no, but, but, but is, there's a lot of similarities between uh, both sides. And uh, let's hope, as I said, they can, they can win on, uh, on Sunday and um, um, yeah, bring, get Penneth another comp. Bobby, I'd, I'd like to refresh your memory. Yeah, what Ciro said is he'd like to put his mic on. Go on, Ciro. Oh, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> yeah, rookie error. Uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, remind you of a, a story, Nobby, from many, many years ago when I, I got back from that kangaroo tour and you, you, you bugged me. You bugged me for a piece of apparel. You said, look, I just need I need something from, from your kit, mate. Do you mind? So I, I threw you those pair of Australian uh, shorts. Mm. Anyway, Tim and Joel, about a week later, I was – Happened to be down at uh, Coogee Beach, and who should come strolling up oh, the sand no. in a pair of Australian rugby league shorts? One P Clark, <laughs> yes. P Clark wearing the wearing oh, the yes. all all you know had the baby oil on too. All, all <laughs> Has the defendant got any? I comment? knew I'd get you back, Nobby, at some stage. Well, I back in the seventies, I was Arthur Beaton in the backyard when I was playing out the backyard. I thought. I'm, I'm Arthur Beaton playing for Australia, but then realised I couldn't do it, so I thought, here's my chance. I'll get a pair of shorts off Ciro. How unlucky was I that Ciro has to turn onto the boots the same day that I'm there. Talk about bad luck, Nobby. I've been wearing the rashy in the summer, right, because I've put a few kgs on. <laughs> and, and the rashy has got nothing to do with skin protection, right? It's all about ego protection. So, so, <laughs> exactly. here, so here we are. We're up at, uh, at the start of the year. We're up at the Hunter Valley, right? The wifey and I, 
and there's no one there that I can see. And I thought, you know what? Enough of this. I'm just going to own the rig. Off come the shirt. And it had been off for less than a minute, I reckon. And next thing you know, it's 10.30 in the morning. I hear this, oi! And this ruckus goes up, right? The whole West Tigers <laughs> squad of 2005 <laughs> are up there for a reunion, right? <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> so actually, next thing you know, it's quarter to 11 now. I'm having a few beers with the boys who are backing up from the night before. And I'm sitting next to Benji. This is a true story. And I said, Benji, what are you doing next year? He said, oh, mate. In fact, it might have even been this year. I forget when he signed. It must have been pretty late. He said, mate, I don't know. I'm look, tossing up the Bulldogs and blah, blah, blah. And I have no idea whether this plays a part. I said, mate, go and try and win a comp, you know. Just the money's not going to be the end of the world when you retire. And I don't know whether that played a part, but... Um... Good story. Had you put your rashy back on by then? I want to know. Well, I I was wondering where that story was going to go. That's the longest question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, the whole point of the story was a bit like you were in those shorts. It was just <laughs> the focus on me. Segway. Yes. Um, but, uh, geez, you're confident, uh, Nobby, for this grand final. Uh, you're absolute, you, you've got no doubt in your mind and your voice. Oh, mate, just their defence is incredible. Like, I, I just, I know South have got fantastic attack, but as I said, I just if it comes down to one try each, it'll be close, two tries, I'm confident. Um, uh, um, Penrith will win three tries. I'm, I'm certain they'll win because, um, of course, just because of how good their defence is. It's just the best defence apparently in the last 30 years or something, or 40 years, whatever. And um, and I think they they might have gone a bit of overconfidence in when they played South the first time in the semis. Um, so, mate, that's just my opinion. But as my wife tells me all the time, it's normally wrong. So, uh, mate, um, which I hope on for a change, I am. Uh, I am, uh, I'm right, sort of thing. So I'm just really confident that they'll, they'll, they'll win. They've been so good for two years, and um, desire is a, a great motivator uh, when you've lost a comp the year before, and um, to lose it again, uh, it could, you know, they mightn't get another chance to get to another grand final. So uh, very, very confident. But probably if you spoke to a South, um, ex-South player, they'd probably say the same thing about their side. So what, what, do you guys, what do you guys reckon? What do you guys reckon? Well, just, I, just, I mate, what, I... I'm, I'm tossing a coin, mate. I, I, I can't split him, to be honest. But I, I, I've got to say, I said to the boys earlier on the on the show, and I, I can't forget what Penrith did to them up in up in Dubbo during the year, mate. They carved them, carved them right up. So yep. they, they look very good. But but Penrith's, Penrith's attack has, has it probably faltered a little bit since then. But they defensively, they as you say, they've been really good, mate. So yeah. I'm, I, uh, I'm on the band. It'll be a great game. It, it, it yeah. will be. It will be. But getting away, getting away from uh, from footy, mate. Are you still selling wines, mate? Who are you working for now? You've had about nine wine companies you've worked for in the last several years. Well, one. Well, I have been to a few wine companies, but one thing I've always been loyal to, Ciro, is my wallet. Mm-hmm. In the fact that whoever makes me the best offer, that's where I go. Because mm-hmm. uh, I miss the I miss the Super League money. I'm, I'm like yourself. And um, oh, listen, I'm just, mate, I'm just I... doing the best for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the best for myself. So now I'm with a small little. I'm just with a small little battling company called Molly's Cradle Wines. Oh, lovely wines. Um, good, good wines. Uh, um, no, we used to be in Mudgee. We're now Tumbarumba Hilltops, which is down near Victorian border, so oh, it's a cool yeah. climate. Um, so the Sab Blanc is uh, Sab Blanc Pernod Gris. Is, uh, uh, Get a plug in, mate. Get a plug in. <laughs> Get a plug in, exactly right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, mate, in the wine game, I know nothing about wine, but I know a lot, of, a lot about sales. So um, uh, I've been doing it for now for 23 years, and it's a, it's a great industry to be in. Nobby, I spent my whole childhood watching the uh, Winfield Cup memories, and that '91 Grand Final was one that I used to love watching. What was the What was Penrith like? The actual city of Penrith when you after the game was it? How long did that celebration last? Um, uh, the celebration uh, went for 
two weeks and we went overseas and we went in an end-of-season trip and then they had functions back here. At, at, uh, the celebrations uh, finished uh, probably about uh, three, four months later wow. when we first first training session the next year. But, and what was um, town like? What, what was Penrith like? Uh, mate, crazy. Because back then, back then, and maybe even now, sort of, they were seen as the Westies and uh, the lower demographics, and the, the, the football was the, all the, a lot of the people's lives. And so suddenly the, the Westies uh, got a, a victory in the comp, uh, winning a first grade comp, and that sort of made them feel good about themselves that they were following the football side that was uh, uh, won a competition in the, the biggest sport in New South Wales. So um, it, it was it was it was absolutely crazy and. Uh, um, fantastic people out there, and uh, it, was, it was great times. Now, Nobby, we've been asking this question all week. Not so much for a prediction. Clearly, you're, you're very confident on the Penrith Panthers, but and not a prediction either for the Clive Churchill Medal. But who you would love to see win the Clive Churchill Medal? Who's the play that you're keen on to see earn that uh, coveted medal? Uh, I, I, between two, I'd, either Fisher Harris. Uh, we had a bloke playing for us. Uh, uh, back in those early early '90s sides, um, black called Barry Walker, very similar, just unassuming, just did the hard works, build the blokes, run 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 hard, fantastic player. Um, either him or Fisher Harris or, or Yayo, Yayo, mm. um, Isaac Yayo, yeah, yeah. Uh, been absolutely fantastic for him uh, throughout the year. Uh, you got to stick with the forwards. Uh, so mate, I think tomorrow, one of them two winning, I think it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be great. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Nobby, uh, mate, we appreciate your time and uh, no doubt reminiscing as those Panthers run out onto the the field. Hopefully it is tomorrow night. We're pretty confident it will be, but, uh, mate, we appreciate your time. Thanks for the chat, guys. Good to talk to you. Yeah, champion fellow and uh, great career too, uh, Paul Nobby Clark. Uh, Great to have his company uh, having been part of that 1991 Panthers side. Uh, Well done to him on that. Just speaking about, he went to school with you, of course, he did. He did. And his, his, his older brother Craig was there at Holy Cross, and he played a bit of bit of great football. And, and young Peter Clark too. Played yes, with, played with the younger brother played with the Roosters too. So, yeah, good uh, good sporting family. Yeah, article here speaking about uh, schools and and whatnot. Now, the renowned rugby league nursery Endeavour Sports High will be represented by a remarkable four former students in Sunday's NRL Grand Final in Brisbane. Rabbitohs pair Alex Johnston and Damien Cook and Panthers duo Scott Sorensen and Paul Momorowski all went to the school, which is Endeavour Sports School. Others to go there include Jermaine Asako, Martin Tapao, Blake Ferguson, Sean Lane, Reese Robson, Joseph and Luciano Leilua, Justin Poor, uh, your man, uh, and Bo Champion all had come through the ranks at Endeavour Sports High, where Jeff Hardy, by the way, Jeff Hardy um, was the one who sort of um, looked over all of that. Champion fellow, Jeff Hardy. Oh, mm. Great fellow. Great fella. Great fella. Have your say on the text line, 0457 736 736. Okay, what's Hopper from Wagga got to say here? He says, hey, boys, I can't believe all of you so-called experts have bought into the fluffy fairy tale that South can go on and win the grand final. <laughs> all Panthers need to do is turn up and they'll win easy. Panthers by 20. Go manly. Hopper from Wagga. Good on you, Hopper. Uh, mate, I tend to agree. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Uh, this one here, Joel, what little positional trick up his sleeve do you see Wayne Bennett coming up with for the grand final? A la Sean Berrigan on Greg Hillis in 2006, Cam from Manizer in Queensland. Um, well, one, one thing he'll be across, one thing he did do in that semi-final, boys, where the left side for Penrith has been outstanding. He kept them pretty quiet in that prelim, in that, sorry, that week one of the finals. 
You talk about Penrith, and thanks uh the call from Wagga, but, mate, I don't want to be too harsh on them. But You're not buying it, are you? Well, let's look at their form. Let's look at their last three weeks. Mm. They lose to South Sydney. Yep. They played Parramatta, and it was a great game, but let's let's be realistic. Parramatta finished thick, sixth, okay? Yep. And they just beat them by two points. Just no game, yep. It was a, what was it, one try each, or it wasn't, wasn't much in it. And then they play Melbourne. I have not seen Melbourne play that bad in at least four or five years. That was yeah. the worst Melbourne have played in years. Yep. And they just sneak home past him. So their their track record the last four weeks. It, long story short, they don't have to. They have to do more than just rock up because yep. this is going to be a hard game for them. Yeah, yeah. points. I, I agree with what yeah. Nobby Clark yeah. said. If they score three, so everyone's talking about you know Penrith are averaging eleven points a game, but when Nathan plays, it's less than eight. And of course, that's not his tackling. That's where he's kicking the ball and yeah. where they're turning it over, etc. So. It's fascinating. It'll be very clear once it's done. We'll say, oh, yeah, that made sense. Penrith were busted. Or, yeah, that made sense. They'd been so dominant all year and beat South by 50. Either way, it'll be looking very clear, won't it? Look, I, I yeah. And, and I'm hoping it's a it's an open game of footy, you know. I mean, the, the, the yeah, semi-final they played a couple of weeks back was a cracking game of footy too, you know. But I, I, I just hope it's a, you know, there's a couple of tries in it. But, yeah, as you say, I think we're all, everyone's, Probably seeing a defensive orientated game to be yeah. honest, but uh, and and that's where you win grand finals. But let's let's hope there's a couple of tries scored and we, we you know we can all be entertained. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, by the way, there was an interesting article uh, during the week that was talking about how people prepare for grand finals when they've got injuries and strange things they eat or they don't eat. Did you see the story on Nathan Cleary? How he's been um, his preparation for the finals, given the fact with a bunk shoulder. Have you seen that? No. There was an article uh, in the paper, which I'm just trying and to... Lightness. Is he, he won't eat oysters. Is that right? No, nah, uh, he will eat oysters, won't he? Oh. It's about going overdose on the on the oysters, I think. So this was coming through uh, during the week in the Daily Telegraph. And it talks about uh, Nathan Cleary. Um, it goes on to talk about the fact that he's trying... I think his mum, uh, Beck, mm-hmm. she's been preparing these oysters for him to get through to the grand final, which is a strange old sort of setup there uh, when it prepares to that. But Tom Brady at 44 who we regard as the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, defies the age barrier by sticking to a strict diet. Brady even steers clear of nightshades, a food group that includes tomatoes, white potatoes, eggplant and capsicum, all high in alkaloids, which he believes promotes inflammation. Uh, do you boys know of any players who are very – I mean, Junior would have been pretty strict yeah, on his food, yeah. wouldn't he? Oh, well, now they're all, uh, they're all carnivores, aren't they? Yeah, Marty DePau only eats – Ton of meat yeah. is that it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's that's new. That's and more, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. They, 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 you know, they read up on all these guys. And I think Kurt, Curtis actually, my, my young bloke, got on that too. He, he started eating a lot of meat. He, he was avoiding certain foods because they cause inflammation. You yep. know, after after training and 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 whatnot. But yeah, I, I don't know if there's much science to it. But you know, I mean, the, the paleo diets. They, some coaches swear by that. And. Mm. Other bits and pieces, but if you know, if you're, if you're sensible, what you eat, I think you know. But they're all ripped, zero, aren't they? Like, oh. like, like we weren't, and we trained hard enough back yeah. in the day, but we weren't ripped. And and you may even say the same of your vintage. Tim. Yeah, no, I wasn't ripped either, mate. But <laughs> no, 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 but not not ripped to what they're all ripped now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember just even when I used to go to I, for like twelve years, I went to our junior reps awards nights to give awards to the sixteen and eighteen year olds. Yeah. And every year they just got bigger and bigger. And then it kind of filtered through to the NRL. So our squads were getting just jacked. These guys were huge. Um, and you're right, the, the body shapes now compared to that, what they were 10, 15 years ago, a lot different. LeBron James, uh, he spends about a million dollars a year to keep himself in shape. He uses cryotherapy, hyperbaric chambers, has his own team of chefs and trainers. 
Cristiano Ronaldo. He's 36 now. He's uh, convinced that chefs at Manchester United to follow his methods, uh, which including eating up to six times a day and famously steering clear of Coca-Cola. Ronaldo mm-hmm. follows a heavy protein-based diet. That Do you features... look like him too if you follow his diet? Isn't he beautiful? You, you can't, wow. You can't have both, can you? <laughs> no. How yes, can you be one of the wrong. world's greatest footballer and, look great. so yeah. and present that? Yeah. That's not fair. I thought Craig Wynn was a good sort, but Ronaldo makes him look like a, an old front row from oh. the 70s. Bryson DeChambeau, Bryson DeGoose. Um, When American golfer DeChambeau decided to power up his game, he added 20 kilograms of muscle to his frame via 6,000 calories a day diet. He drinks seven protein shakes a day. Um, Peter Siddle went hard on the diet as well. Yeah, he lost a heap of weight, didn't he, Peter Siddle? Yeah, yeah. he went straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. People lose their personality sometimes. They do. They lose their weight. Yeah, they do. 100%. Exactly. He was having 20 bananas a day. 20 bananas a day. By the way, uh, I heard something during the week where a banana smoothie is the abs- – a banana with honey smoothie is the absolute best thing you can do for a hangover. Really? So next year when the world resumes to normal, mm-hmm. zero, on this Saturday when you're a bit slim dusty, mm-hmm. a banana smoothie okay. with a bit of honey will get you back to brand new apparently. Got the Gatorades too. Yeah. The electrolytes back in the system too. But, uh, yeah, are you – yeah, the diets. Yeah, they. they some blokes. Did, did did you guys catch the? I, I, I enjoy the golf. Did you see the um, the Ryder Cup, the the post post Ryder Cup conference with the, all the American team? They're all sitting down talking to the reporters. Yeah. Mate, it was, it was fantastic. It was <laughs> great TV. They're all mate, they're, and, and they're on the fence too. They? Like you know, Brooks and Bryson and um, Dustin Johnson. Some reporter asked him about. You know, he was the oldest bloke. He was thirty eight, mm. the oldest bloke in the in the Ryder Cup team, and. And he's, he's a known party animal. Oh, yeah. Dustin Johnson, they said, oh, he said, oh, Dustin, will you be able to keep up with these guys tonight when you – he said, absolutely. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> we might try and grab, grab that grab after it's, this. It's, uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> how, how do you go? You obviously still involved with the Origin boys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they get on the drink much anymore if they used to, but if you had to go with the boys at the moment, how do you go at the moment? Keeping, Me? keeping up with the lads, the young oh, fellas. Oh, no, I, I go a bit early, mate. Okay. Yeah. You get, get to my age. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hammer, I'll have a fair few scooters into myself. Well, spo- then... Speaking about going to bed early, I remember <laughs> my first Origin camp. We had uh, Sticky brought um, Tommy Rodonikus in to give us a bit of a pep talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's second night of camp, first night of camp before yeah. we go on our bonding night. And Tommy's there, and he's just telling story after story to these guys, just about how much you should appreciate camp and what it's yeah. like. And then we go out to a pub in Paddington somewhere, uh, Charing yeah. Cross. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. <laughs> I st- I still remember it was so we got out. We would have been out there about seven thirty for a few drinks before. You anyway, seven thirty we get out there before nine pm. It's about five to nine. There's two blokes carrying Tommy down the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> putting him in the cab. He's done for the night. So yeah, age definitely uh, got to Tommy at that stage. Uh, by the way, we we have got Dustin Johnson here. Have a listen to this. DJ, I'm just curious, uh, you being the oldest player on the team, do you think you still have the stamina to uh, out-party all these guys tonight? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Good on him. Good on him. Uh, Boys, what do you think about this? Uh, Boys, Ian Moss, thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm thumbs up, says this listener. Mossy? Yeah. Oh, genius. Yeah. Yeah. Tucker's daughter? Oh, great song. Great song. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. There you go. Uh, put your names on it, though. G'day, Sugar, Hills Finest, and the King of Putney. I just ate 150 grams of rump steak. Boom, says JS. 
Geez, you're in for a long day, well, I reckon, JS. Mate, get on a Scotch fillet, champion. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah go up in the go up in the world. If you're going to have <laughs> a, almost a kilo of it, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I spill that much, Joel. 150 <laughs> gram of steak. <laughs> yeah. uh, hangover cure: mm-hmm. freshly squeezed orange juice, a pint of. Uh, you will spew like a demon for 30 minutes, <laughs> and it burns. Then crack a beer, relax, and get back on it. Says the rooster man. He's got it covered there. We've there got it covered here as well. Crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken. Available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Uh, and for our listeners, SENSA, let us know where you're listening from for Crunch Time. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Plenty more still to come. I'm going to catch up with Mark O'Neill very shortly as well. This is Crunch Time. Paul Sirenen, Timmy Manor, Brendan Cow joining us shortly. So too, Brian Fletcher. A break and back with more. Uh, it certainly is crunch time. It is also the 2nd of October, 2021. 16 years ago, boys, 16 years ago, on this very day, the Tigers created history, having won their first grand final. And the man who was anointed the captaincy at the start of the 2005 season, Mark O'Neill. Mark Buckets O'Neill is on the line, the now head of football at Parramatta Eels. And I'm pleased to say he's here on this anniversary date of the West Tigers. G'day, Bucko. G'day, Joel. How are you, mate? Did you know today was the day, Buckets? I certainly did. There was uh, some messages going around on our WhatsApp group just wishing everyone a happy anniversary. So it seems a bit strange when you're not wishing you know, anyone but the wife a happy anniversary. But uh, nevertheless, it was a, a great moment and worth celebrating. Uh, hello, Mark. Paul Serenin here. How are you, buddy? Hello, Paul. <laughs> I'm well, thank you, mate. Are you, um, are you still uh, up there with the family up, in, up in, in Queensland, mate? Or have you made the trek back home? Yes. to is Belinda going I back mean, to school or to, to teach, or is she going to enjoy her time up there with you and the family? Or She will be. She'll be quite happy to get rid of me. We're still on the Gold Coast. We're uh-huh. just opposite the, the Sovereign Resort, which you'd know quite well. well. And, um, yeah, mate, we're, we're about to get in a uh, maxi taxi. We've got about a 1,000 suitcases, all the kids and Belinda's gear, and we'll be heading back, and we'll be back there tonight. So, oh, okay. Yeah, mate. Now, Bucko, just I was telling the boys, and, and I, I, I forget the date. You've got a great memory, but I ran into you boys up at the Hunter Valley. And, and at that time, yep. Benji Marshall did not know what he was doing. Uh, when was that? Was that last year or was it early this year? It was last year. It was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. We had a bit of a, um, bit of a trip up there and bumped into yourself. And, uh, and who was it? Was it Bales as well? Bales, and, he was um, there, yeah. Yeah, the boys had a had a had a good night. Good, it's always good to catch up with the crew, and that's one thing which special about grand finals. That you know it bonds the team together, and you always have a laugh. And you know, like with our experience with our guys, it doesn't matter whether it's you know one to squad number twenty five, if you like. Whenever you bump into them, it's always it's always such a privilege. You know, it's a great time. Like it's a Timmy Manor, mate. Um, we're un- unfortunately G'day, in this. Hey, go on, mate. In this studio, we see uh, Joel every day with his shirt on. Uh, were you lucky enough to get a glimpse of him with his shirt off? And can you give a bit of feedback of what that looked like? Oh, geez. Yeah, so I can I can uh, give Joel a bit of a uh, I can give I can give a bit of insight into Joel. So every year at training, we'd always come back, and and you, you guys would know, Zero, Tim, and you know, like we'd have 
footy you'd have your fat squad, wouldn't you? The guys that mm. come back a little bit chunky. underdone. Or yep. out a of chunky. Yeah, a little chunky. That was the word. Chunky. <laughs> a little chunky. A little, little, little chunky. <laughs> little Joel Kane. It was a bit reminiscent of like Andy Gregory, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. He'd, he'd, come, he'd come back and enjoyed the off-season. And uh, I must say, guilty as charged as well. But um, a little bit underdone. And we, we had to guts it out in the uh, fat squad. But it seemed a small price to play having a good, uh, enjoyable break. Has he been terrorising you, Tim, in there, has he? Oh, no, he just gave some feedback that he bumped into you boys at the Hunter Valley just as he got his shirt off and he wasn't too uh, happy about being spotted. Yeah. Mate, um, also, yeah. you guys... Went are... back on quick smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are all up there obviously celebrating. You do it every year. Are you guys going to get together this year to celebrate the anniversary? Uh, no, we won't. It's, there's, it's been a bit of funny banter, actually, that, that's uh, it's going on. We won't be able to... Uh, connect in person, but because you, you've got Benji at um, mm. at the Rabbitohs, and you've got Shane Elford, who's one of the trainers at the Panthers. So oh. <laughs> you know it's been the boys have been uh, into each other, and you know every now and then you take sides and then jump on the other side, then back on the other, just to stir it all up a little bit. So unfortunately, there'll be no in-person sort of catch-ups this week. But I'm going to reminisce here, Bucks. I've, I've actually got it at home. I, I, my Curtis, Curtis was 12 at the time and, and Bailey was about yeah. 9, 9 I think, 05 grand final. Now, the boys, I, I gave them our, our, our family video camera. So from the from the time all the families, <laughs> oh, they left, they, well, <laughs> 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 they left the Leagues Club. I, I've got, yeah. I've got the whole, I've got about two, two hours of vision and, and then I, I yeah. took over the camera after, after we left you blokes mm-hmm. in the shed. I've, I've got the video, I've got the camera back on the, Back on the, the like, you know, when the the board bus went back to the leagues club at, at Balmain Leagues, and yeah. I had to yeah. we had to get off the bus and walk up to up Darling Street to get around the Victoria Road, and it was yeah. just, mate, I've got a shot to because it it's one of the great, you know, the, the, like when the vision. When you're and, standing there at the, yeah, you're standing there at the leagues club and looking at the road blocked off and the sea of people to the oh, left, the sea of people to the right, it was amazing. And tell me, Sarah, do you remember the time? We're standing there in the league club. Everyone was quite happy, including yourself. And and you know, for like a lot of us Tigers, you know, guys that come through, and you know, obviously being a Balmain boy, I felt like that we all won it for for you guys as well. You know what I mean? I felt like the whole club was just such a connection. You know, with everyone there. And Chris Heinington, he didn't say boo uh, all year. He didn't say boo all year. But then all of a sudden, after the grand final win. He's um, got this full schooner and just come up and just poured it straight over your head, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do recall that. that. I do recall that. And, and But I got my legal representative, who was also the chairman at the time, David Trodden, to, oh. to ring him several times and leave messages about, yeah. you need to contact me urgently. There's some drama. It's one of the, one of the directors of the club who has been drenched with a schooner. <laughs> poor, old, poor old Chris Heinington, that 24-hour period, he'd, oh. he'd never done an interview all year. Oh. They jumped the microphone into him straight That's after right. the game and there was, it was F-bomb city. And oh, then yeah. he poured a schooner over one of the director's heads and yeah. he was threatened that he was going to be sacked. He, he had the mixed emotions. He was celebrating with the boys and thought he was about to be he was asleep. at the same time. I think he, he was asleep by just after midnight, wasn't he? He was just, yeah. he, he hammered himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Heiner, oh, Heiner, Heiner hammered himself and then uh, yeah. he come good at about four in the morning or something like that. <laughs> hey, Bucko, that, that week after, right, um, who would yeah. you say had the most schooners? Which which player? Is it him? Oh, dear. You know, um, mate, we had – I'll, I'll tell you what happened. We had – Ben Gilly was getting married on the um, Saturday after right. the grand final, right? And I used to meet my brother-in-law and a friend of mine, Mickey Azer, down at Epping Hotel, Epping Hotel right, yep. on every Monday. And the public – the licensee down there – 
had had come in and he said, look, who's winning the comp this year? And I said, well, look, we are. And we were like about 150 to 1 at this point. We were, we were we couldn't beat time with a stick. And and he said, if you win that, I'll open the pub up for you and it's free drinks. So I said, wait there. I rang Ben Gilear. I was one of his groomsmen at his wedding. I said, listen, Ben, we've got your Bucks party booked. It's the Wednesday after the grand final and it's free. Here's a licensee, Big Jim. Talk to him. So they spoke and he said, yep, no, guarantee, you know, that'll be on. Well, so, you know, 20 weeks later, what happens? Lo and behold, you know, we, we were lucky to win it. Everyone turned up down there at Epping Pub, had Ben's Bucks. Mate, it was like it was Christmas Eve. There was people everywhere. You got a wristband. It was free food, free drink. I've never seen the place so packed. And I reckon that day alone, and it was fancy dress as well, so some of us were looking a little bit worse for wear. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know, mate. It was. Uh, I think everyone gave it a, a really good nudge. Scando would have been up there. Mm. Little Benji would have been going really hard. Um, yeah, mate. There was Hino, Benny, Benny Galea. There was a few of them, mate. Just on Benny Galea, Bucko. Gave it a real good nudge. Share the story yeah. with the listeners. It was a bit of a turning point for the season where Sheensy was keen to recalibrate and set these goals because things, as you said, you couldn't beat time with a stick at the time. But, but what did Benny Galea do on this certain day? Okay, so we were... We'd, we'd had our goals of top four all year and have written up and plastered all over the facility and the gym, the you know, the sheds, the corridors, the tunnel, everything. And we were going really bad. And um, and it was on the back of a meeting. Tim liked to, to have a few meetings and all that. And so you had a little bit of meeting fatigue at the end of it. And Tim <laughs> said, you know... It's a nice would, way to put it, We mate. want to change. It was. It was. We said... Uh, Tim said that... Um, he wants to, you know, change the goal from top eight to top four. Uh, sorry, from top four to top eight. And, you know, we sort of I looked around the room and raised a few, eye, you know, eyebrows on that. And we thought, oh, well, in the end, then he just said, he's not having a bar of that. He just, you know, two hands on the desk and stood up. And he said, no, we're not doing that. And everyone sort of looked around. And and, um, and he said, uh, you yeah, know, can we still make the four? And he said, yeah. He said, is it mathematically impossible? And he said, no. We said, well, until it is, that's our goal. We've worked so hard all off-season. We've spilled a lot of sweat and blood and everything like that. We've tried really hard. Yeah, we're not playing good right now, but if we can still make it, that's our goal. Furthermore, put a board outside the gym downstairs, everyone's name down the left-hand side, buddy up with someone else, like an honesty-type um, session scenario, and on your days off, do something that's uncomfortable that's going to help us win. Then we'll see how bad you want it. And we went, wow. So put that board up. And, you know, coincidentally, after that, we won 10 on the bounce. So uh, that's what sort of kick-started the year. It was a great bit of leadership from, uh, you know, from Benny. Big glare, eh? Yeah. Uh, who, who incidentally started the year as a vice-captain. Um, so, and, and yeah, rem- did, yeah. remain that way. Um, just on that, um, Buckets, the, the final series, and I know this is a very, very hard question to answer, but who was the Tigers' best, not just on grand final day, but for mm-hmm. the whole entire final series? Yeah, it's, it is a very difficult question. Dean Hallettow would have to be up there. Um, you know, like I think of that, the game in the Dragons. Um, oh. Scored a try, I think he ran over uh, Bailey and Riles. And then Paddy Richards come off, you know, with his foot and got shifted to centre. He scored a double that day. Um, you know, like Hodjo was, was great. It, you know, the, the best part about the year was like, Robbie, Robbie Farrow would pick the ball up from dummy half and play what he saw in front of him. Then he would, you know, give it to Princey, who just played whatever he saw. Then all Benji, an alternative. Hodjo at the back as well. So everyone just did their job, you know, kick, chase, tackled, 
got quick play the balls and ran support. So it was, I think it was a making of of like you know um, um, you know guys like Dean Hallitow, uh, Chris Hinington, um, you know Hodjo, you know really embedded himself as a superstar. Princey went on, you know played for Australia. Benji sort of come through. So a lot of the younger blokes made, I would say. Um, Gibbs and the Fulton. ones that were stand out. Gibbs and Fulton, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you need a bit of man to stay Did you know Scando was the only front rower that didn't score that day from the Tykes? So yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there in case he's listening. A little, little, I hope he's listening. Little <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, I know uh, uh, Griffo will be rolling her eyes at you because uh, she'll be packing up the family. You've got an Uber waiting to get ready to, to get out of the Gold Coast. But, mate, we really appreciate your time. We'd love to get you in here actually one day. But, uh, Bucko, thanks oh, for taking us mate, down. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, mate. I'm, I'm looking at it. I've got the three kids running around. I'm sort of trying, giving her the eyes to say, Belinda, just control the kids just for five minutes just so I get off. And so, nah. So, Bucko, anyway. Benji aside, what, what are you, you're a great reader of the game. What do you honestly see in this grand final? How does this play out? Who gets the Clive Churchill medal? Well, okay. That's, um, oh, oh, look, I see the Rabbitohs. Um, to be honest, I just, I just see the, um, you know, Penrith have had a couple of, couple of tough games, um, you know, coming through uh, in, in the finals there. But, you know, Wayne's a, he made he's a specialist in the grand finals. Um, so I think the Rabbitohs will be there, mate. And I'm going Cameron Murray. I think he'll be the difference. He's late footwork, you know, enables quick play the balls. And, you know, he gets he's not a big man, but the way he plays in that middle of the field, geez, he's a good player. So I'm going the Rabbitohs and Cameron Murray for Clive Churchill. Yeah, they reckon uh, the switchboard's lit up here. They reckon Cameron Murray has the best play of the ball since Timmy Manor. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yep. Safe travels, same, mate. Say good day, Belinda, for me. Front, Timmy. No worries. I will do. Thanks, guys. Hello, I'll, Timmy. Joel. I'll, see the, uh, yeah, I'll see you at the Sovereign for a reunion very shortly, mate. Yeah. It's getting redone, mate. <laughs> no so worries, mate. I'll we'll we'll catch up, mate. Here, here. There he is. Uh, Mark O'Neill, the football head of football, in fact, at Parramatta, and uh, the we'll start of the year as the captain of the West Tigers, who went on to a famous premiership in 2005. This is Crunch Time, thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken, available at selected restaurants, and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX, exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX, and I can tell you this, uh, around the grounds, Brendan Cowell, the author of Plum, the man who starred in Avatar, and, of course, Game of Thrones, is in the building. He's getting ready for his stint with Brian Fletcher. A break and back with more. Yeah, it certainly is. And don't forget, the SEN's NRL Grand Final coverage starts at 3pm tomorrow. It's a loaded uh, day. We have you covered through to the completion of the Grand Final. Brett Finch, part of the call. Brett Kamali, I'll be calling as well. NRL Countdown starts live from Suncorp Stadium. Jason Woogie Matthews and uh, Jared Wallace from the Gold Coast Titans. They, guests have uh, uh, Andrew Voss, Greg Alexander, Sean Garlic and Craig Coleman. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Joel, that lineup you just mentioned. Yes. There's a common... Uh, Kamali, Finch, Alexander, Coleman. Yes. It's going to be a half pack. Oh, it's going to be a half pack. You're going to gig in the media. I saw you. outrageous. As I was reading out the credits, I could see those hands going one, two, three, four. So you reckon they're just getting the front rowers done and dusted on the Saturday? Get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. Back rower, Brian Fletcher. The forwards, forwards, do all the grafting stuff up to it. Yeah. 
game day. Game all day. All the fluffy stuff, <laughs> like one of our emailers. All the fluffy stuff. Look at the halfbacks. Yeah. They're supposed to be on TV with the pretty faces. We're supposed to be on radio. We've got yeah. the heads for radio. That's right. How does it feel going to a grand final? You call them the game, and we just played Ray Warren. Yeah. It, like, there could be, in 10 years' time, they're playing your nah. your clip of a bit of some nah, moment in the game. One thing I'm very good at, Timmy, is knowing where I stand in the pecking. I, I, like, a lot of people think That's they're... Good, yeah, I know where I am. I know my place in the game, and 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 I'm very fortunate to be just doing that. I suppose. No, I'd, I'd, I'd never think to to uh, think along those lines, but I appreciate you asking if, the question. But if you did feel pressure, what, what would your motto be? Some eat it, some get eaten by it, Timmy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were yeah. going to pressure is a privilege. Pressure right? is a pr- privilege, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That's one of my favourite scenes. I've failed in both of mine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you how to win a grand final. Yeah, I can't tell you how to get there. No, neither. Uh, uh, hey, this one here. This, can we just move on? So the West Tigers have been around for 21 years. We still get this. You, like, you have to mention the Magpies. If you, don't uh, mention, if you mention the Magpies, you've got to mention the Balmain Tigers. Don't forget the Magpies in 2005 grand final. That, we... We don't no, forget them. It's one, the West Tigers yeah. now. I, I don't need to hear it. it was 21 years ago. Uh, ask Mark, can we win the comp? That came from Walshie. Walshie's a mad Parramatta fan. It'd be interesting to see. They're at a sort of um, tipping place, I suppose, the or tipping point, the Parramatta Eels, as far as a premiership is concerned. But, Timmy, um, take us through the day before a grand final. Yeah, just, just on your last point, the tipping point, I was thinking about that this week. You know, we've got 13 players off contract. Mm. And I don't know if they banked on the fact that there was going to be a team coming to the comp in 2023. Yeah. So all of a sudden now every single player manager is going to be using that card. Yeah, you want to keep our player, you can keep him, but you're going to have to pay an extra 50K, extra 100K because yeah. we've got this offer over there. So it's a really bad time for any club to have a lot of players off contract. So I think it's going to be a nervous wait for para fans to see how we go keeping the players. Or a lot of one-year deals. What do you think? A lot of yeah. managers will be saying, let's let's hedge our bets and yep. sign for a year. Well, right? from... from Today, yeah. oh no, sorry, from next month, November one, November, they can start November negotiating one, yeah. for twenty twenty three. Yes. So if you had a team coming in that year, every single manager is going to be saying, "Hey, you, I know he's off contract there the next year, so either bump up the money or they're gone." So anyway, that's that's my power hat. I'll take that off now. Um, the day before a grand final, so I was talking to the boys before the show about yeah. we had a routine and we just we kept winning. We won, I think it was like ten of our last eleven games. And we just were really confident going into every game. And for some reason, the day before grand final night, we uh, stayed at a hotel. Yeah. Now, we went to local. We are in Norwest. Went to the Crown Plaza there. And not only were we in a hotel, we were in our own room. So you didn't have your own roomie there. So you're just sitting there by yourself in a room thinking... You just want to be in your own bed at home? Yeah. I just thought, like, you know, we talk about routine. And the players this year have done a great job. There's so many games this year where players have had to adjust. You know, we're moving games or we're going somewhere else. Um, you know, the game's been cancelled. Even today, the boys don't even know if they're playing tomorrow yet, which yeah. is... You know, they don't really. I'm such a, I'm such a player that was like so used to routine. I had to have you know, a certain amount of sleep, eat a certain amount of food, or whatever it was. Yeah. So the players have done great, but I was just thinking grand final captains runs right, and when you know, did, when did you do yours? Day before the game. Yeah. At Paris Stadium, and you, know, you talk about your injury, your calf tear. You know, Kayla's had torn his hammy in the game before the grand final. He spent all week in a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Hardly trained captains run, gets us into a. A bit of a huddle before we go out. For the end. This is the end of the session. Gives us a pep talk saying, guys, I know a lot of you guys are young. And if anyone has anyone, we've been, a few of us older boys have been in a grand final before. If you want to ask for any tips or you ha- you know, you're just you're nervous or you want to speak to someone, come speak to me, speak to Heine, speak to Birdie. You know, we'll have a chat with you. And it was raining at this time. It was pissing down rain. And Heine goes, 
don't speak to me. I'm pissing myself. And we all started <laughs> laughing and then we just... And we looked, I looked down at Heine, and sure enough, it really was. he had piss streaming down his shorts. <laughs> yeah. So that was my memory of my uh, captain's run before a grand final. So when was when was that? Was that the day before you said? Day before the grand final. Afternoon, or was it in the morning? Or? No, it was, it was a morning captain's run. Got out of the way, uh, and then we just got on a bus, went to this hotel. Yeah. Would you like to do a game day? Give captain's us a, run? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've never even thought a, about that. A, a light one game day? Would, would you, Ciro, these days with a night game, would you like to just get out there for half an hour, go through what you've got to do, or would it be too big a day? Oh, the game, what, what, the normal routine now for... Yeah, well, Origin, for example. Big games, Origins, too. Yeah, yeah so, so about 11 o'clock, you'll, you'll have a team walk, and that's generally when they'll, they'll, they'll pass the footy around, have a game of cricket or something. Just to distract them? Just, yeah, just get out of your room, have a stretch, yeah. have, a, you know, have a walk around, you know, enjoy the sunshine, do a few things, and then... Guys will go back in, and they'll. Some guys, the routine might be they'll they'll have a big lunch, and then yep. go in the back cave, you know, watch a movie, and then turn lights off for a couple of hours. And but, but, yeah, everyone's got their own sort of preference and routines. Well, you've been part of that Blues campaign for for a number of years, and part of that with Sticks is to get them all sorted. So, with the grand final, which would be the same as an Origin, if the games, let's say seven thirty kickoff. Mm-hmm. What what time are they on the bus, and, and when are they having their last meals, or is it different for everyone? Or no, no, I, I, I think generally most most people, and, and I know Hayden Knowles is his, his high performance with, yeah. with the Panthers. So Hayden will have them there uh, about about ninety minutes, maybe a little bit more before kickoff. Yeah, so you know they'll time it that they get there, and they've got to go through all their COVID protocols and all that sort of stuff. But working backwards from there, they'll have. Have a big lunch. You know, lunch will be between sort of you know twelve thirty and one thirty. There'll be a light snack available for, for the players, and some guys won't won't take it. You know, about four four thirty. They might have a quick team meeting, get together, then you know jump on the bus, that sort of thing, mate. But most most clubs are very similar, mate. Their, mm. their preparation, their preps, and that sort of thing. But yeah, guys will have their own little idiosyncrasies that yeah. they do. You know, they'll, you know, I've got to. Make sure I put my budgie smugglers on at this time. And, yeah, you know, do this. Do Who's that. the worst for that? Um, with, with all those little yeah, things, you know, like I, I, I wasn't sort of, you know, I was busy doing a few things, but mate, from 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 my oh, from my playing days, geez, it's too long ago now. But I know there's some players with superstitions and yeah. putting socks on and you know, left sock on first, right sock, right boot, left boot, that sort of stuff. It's just life changing, yeah. isn't it? Like, like in this scenario. There's not a hundred percent of an outcome. The, the the identical scenario, a bounce of the ball might shift it. It's like one of those pick a path books. Yeah, that's what the grand final is going to be. And sometimes it's going to end up a Panthers victory, and sometimes it's going to end up a South victory. That that's exactly how it plays out. And you saw the start with Melbourne, and and it wasn't all, um, you know. You can't just say, oh, the Panthers were lucky, met Melbourne on a bad day. Part of that, you could argue that Panthers pushed them into well, having a bad right. day. That's right, yeah. Pressured them into having, you know, having yeah. an off day. That's right, exactly right. So that first try is everything because it just takes the pressure off. Yeah. Did Melbourne score first in your grand final? They, they fly, the first 20 minutes game was over. Yeah. So they came out of the blocks. They scored two or three tries early. If we had another five minutes, we could have potentially won. We're coming home strong. Yeah. Before he scores that try but, in the corner. But three, like yeah. Penrith last year, you're coming home strong because at this stage you've got now got nothing to lose. Yeah, Start yeah. playing a bit of yeah. footy. That's yeah. right. The nerves are gone. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to catch and up. And Melbourne's yeah. the exact same. And I called it before the game. I said, because yeah. Penrith went on a similar run. They, they went in this huge run. They were confident. They were yeah. so happy with how they are going. They played against a team like Melbourne who had just been there. They know how to handle the game, the big occasion, and they just blew them off the park the first 20 minutes. And uh, you're right, whoever blows the team off the park the first 20 minutes tomorrow, well, I reckon we'll go on to win the game. Yeah.
So, and, and well, you guys actually went the other way, didn't you, Sarah? You scored the first couple of tries, and Sarah and charging, charging for the line. They won't stop him. 89, yeah. Grand yeah. final try. Honestly, when you scored that try, I know it doesn't go on to be the result you want, but what did you feel like getting up thinking, I've just scored a freaking grand final try? Well, I was at, uh, this is surprising, I wasn't renowned for my backy up ability. Yeah. Terry Lamprey had that mantle back yeah. in the 80s, but it, it, it's fun, mate. It, it, it's. It sounds corny, but, but I, I could see something unfolding because we went, went down a short blind, the kick and the bounce and everything sort of. And you could see it. I thought, oh, mate, something's going on here. And you just get a, a you know, it'll sound like a wanker at the moment, no. but you get a sixth sense that something's coming. And yeah, I just yeah. chased, chased in the middle of the field and bang, the ball pops up in my hands and. Around the 90 metres and scored on the post. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, well, Timmy, every time yeah. I call his sons, yeah. right, and if they're anywhere near the try line, it just comes into my head, searing and charging, charging <laughs> for the line. They won't stop him. And uh, great memories, great memories. Well, boys, it is grand final eve. You can bundy off now, uh, rehydrate yourselves outside and get excited for grand final. Before you go, I want to score and I want the Clive Churchill medalist. Yeah, righto. I, uh, I'm going south win. And they're going to win 12-10. Oh. And Cody Walker's going to get Clive Churchill. Cody Walker. Zero. Yeah, I flip, I'm flip-flopping. I'm going 20, 20 to 14, the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. And my man, Cam, Murray. Cameron Cam, Murray. Cam, Cam Clive Churchill. Rightio, boys. Interchange cards are up. Uh, Brian Fletcher's ready. So too, Brendan Cow. Paul Searin, an outstanding. So too, you, Timmy Matter. That's crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster. Two hours still to go. Stay with us right here. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yes, welcome back to crunch time. Half time, we've had the spiel. I've got to say, the Rugby League Week ratings have come out. Sirenin, 10. Manor, 10. So they've had uh, been rewarded with an early interchange. Hopefully not too early. Like the 89 grand final, Sirenin goes off. Manor comes off. And the super subs, Fletcher and Brendan Cow. G'day, boys. G'day, Sugar. I'll be uh, Kevin Hardwick. Okay. <laughs> Similar hair, tight shorts. Just coming on and just making a difference. I'll be Ricky Stewart. <laughs> Pre or post uh, knee injury. Right in the middle of one. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just as Steve Stone's gets making his way through. How are you, boys? What's been happening? Oh, fantastic, mate. I've just been pumping out the uh, the old publicity, the podcast, the Interviews about my uh, novel Plum. Yeah, I don't know if you know, mm. I've written a oh, novel. Yeah. Very good, by the way. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, well, you're into it, aren't no, you? No, no. Well, I don't need to be uh, very honest here. I've only read about thirty-ish pages. Yeah, but the writing style has got me. Yeah, yeah, right. It's got me because it relates and resonates. Now, a lot of our listeners would find the same thing. It relates with my life and my mates. I reckon. That's, yeah, that's why I like it so well, much. Well, the four guys: Squeaky, Brickwall, Magic, Matt, and Plum you know, are interchangeable to any tavern in any suburb yeah. across Australia, really, aren't they? Yeah. You know, one drinks a bit too much, one punts a bit too much, yep. one with having issues with the wife, the other one wants to kick on a little deeper yeah. every time. And yep. so I think everyone's really connecting with those four mates and and um, that you can rely on to always be there for you. But, yeah, I've just been in the cave because usually when you promote a book, you're going around the country in the bookstores, you're signing and everything. So I've just been in my little cave pumping it yeah. out. I've got no idea if anyone's reading it, but you're reading it. And oh, it's great. That'll do me. So, Brendan, Plummy is the star of the of the book. Peter Lum. So Peter Lum. Yeah. P. Lum, Plum. Yeah. Him, him and Bricky. Had he played yeah. a rugby league at a high level? Yeah. he's. He, I kind of based him on Gavin Miller. 
Oh, okay. Um, so he's 49 years old. He's now working at the airport, dragging planes out. Yes. And his 16-year-old son's uh, got his jersey flag grand final. He's probably going to go and play first grade like gotcha. you guys did. So, and then he has an incident at the airport where he nearly drags a plane into another plane. He has an epileptic fit. Oh, he wasn't finds pissed. out he has no, he wasn't pissed, but he's been you know drinking pretty heavily since he finished. And gotcha. he um he finds out he's got a brain injury and and oh. that he's got to do something about it. Probably can't keep living life at the way that he's living because of what he's got. And then he uh you know and then his son is starting to play. He's like, is this Gavin? Thing about son Gavin. Um, but then he goes to a poetry night at a pub and he hears a, a British woman with a disability do a poem. Um, he starts getting visited by poets from the afterlife and goes on a bit of a journey writing stuff down. And that helps him kind of heal his relationships and oh, find okay. a different way to go about it. See, it all goes a bit weird and beautiful, but he's, um, you know, he's one of the blokes that you would know yeah. in a kind of a ball playing forward. And in a way, he was a poet on the field. And so he's got to find that power off the field, you know. Okay, oh, this is getting deep. I, I need yeah. to ask you a question. <laughs> Super deep. You spoke about the Blue House on, on was it Kernel Road or Kernel Road? Kernel yeah, Road. Yeah. Is that actually a real house? Well, it was Ben, my mate Ben Cody, um, you know Paul yeah, Cody, yeah, the builder yeah. from Kernel. Well, Ben Ben lives in a house on Kernel Road, so I just renovated that house in my mind. Yeah, I thought um, there'd be something like that. Yeah, it? yeah. So and it's just across from that, you know, the Elephant House is down there, the Cop Shop. And it's just off the Kingsway. Yeah. yeah. But Cronulla is a character and I think people in the Southern Shire will recognise all That's the funny great. little areas and, um, you know, 2042 and Northeast and all the different beaches that are mentioned. So it's a bit of a love letter to the Shire, but I've just been pumping that out. I've just been talking nonstop. Is it going all right? I think so. I mean, I yeah. don't know because nah. I'm, I'm in my cave on the Zooms. Yeah. But, but, you but, but do, do you get uh, a lens on the sales and those sorts of things? Not yet. No. Nah. And and because we'll be waiting for, we'll, we'll do another push when, when um you know, bookstores are open and people are out and about and then we'll work towards Christmas. So what would usually be two weeks of publicity would now probably be four months. Right. Because you'll just keep extending and extending yeah. it. But, you know, what I really want is the literary ladies to read it. Um, as a book, as a piece of fiction. And then I want guys like yourself who might only read a couple of books a year or, you know, more nonfiction or a whatever. A couple of books a year? Yeah. No, not a year. Yeah. A decade. Decade, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> no, but, you know, that you might read a book on war or you might read Tiger Woods's biography no, or yeah. something no, like but that. that. That's why it's got me so much because I haven't yeah. read a book in so long. Yeah. And it's absolutely it's – you'd, you'd, you'd enjoy is it. Is it a bit like um, Wouldn't Be Dead for Quids, you know, Les Norton? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Yes. That's what Anthony Maroon said. He goes, it's the vernacular of, of wouldn't be dead for quids because it's about the Australian yeah. language right. and the Australian vernacular and it makes poetry out of the way men speak. Um, well, well, the reason I liked it is because it was based in Bondi yeah, and it was the same sort of thing. So they talk about the Rat House yeah. and they talk about the Bondi Hotel got all blue up the cross. Yeah. So, that's I'm why not, everybody kind of loved Underbelly. Yes. They went, oh, that guy got killed on my street. Yeah. You know, and people could localise all that stuff. But Plum's very familiar, but it, it's a father and son story and it's about marriages and healing those kind of relationships in order to kick on. But, um, yeah, so I've been doing that and, and, um, I, I, I've been exercising a lot trying to, I'm playing a gambler later on in the year, like a TAB dude. So I'm trying to lose weight to get that kind of rickety kind of or gambling. Sports bet. Yeah. Or sports or bet. bet. <laughs> Mate, you'd be good at uh, bet. Yeah. So I've been losing weight. I've been running in the morning and the other morning I was running and I run with the headphones in. I actually yeah. passed Brooksy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, yeah. this is a question for you. Yeah. Because we had uh, our loyal listener, Sparty, come in yeah. and was talking about what happens when you run past someone that you're keen on, and it happened to Brooksy, who yeah. 
makes eye contact with a certain. Is this still going, Brooksy? Yes, thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, thumbs up. And Brooksy runs uh, up, around yeah. a certain park in uh, near Moore Park. Yeah. And didn't get any response from uh, this lady. Yeah. And he sees her every day. When you ran past Brooksy, you had the headphones on. Did you get any reaction from? Yeah. Brooksy? Well, I think Brooksy does one lap running, one lap walking with a coffee, and he had, he was on his walking with a coffee lap, yeah. which is his "I'm ready for the ladies" by himself approach me by himself. Yeah. Um, on his Pat Malone, and he, he kind of looked at me, and then he realized it was me, and he gave me the big wow. And then I felt his eyes on me as I passed, gotcha. like a great athlete. It's when you go past and the eyes are still on you. That's the yeah. worry. Mm. But I, I, you see Stan Grant. Stan Grant just does laps of it. Does and Mary Watts was just ahead of me. So it really is the who's who <laughs> sweating it up at Centennial. But I realize, you know, because I sing, like I get the music in, and it comes out of my watch. So yeah. I don't have my phone on me. And I got the music in, and I was listening to a Bush song, um, everything Zen. Yeah. You know that song, Everything Zen. And I was running past these ladies. Everything Zen. Is yeah. it like in the Lego movie? Everything is no, awesome. No, you know, Bush, Everything Zen. And I was running past these two ladies, mm. and the main lyric is, There's no sex in the violence. <laughs> and I was realized I was running past two women in their 60s going, There's no sex in the violence. <laughs> and I was and I looked back and went, That's probably not ideal to no. be yelling out that lyric. And I really wanted to run back for the chorus, which is, Everything Zen, Everything Zen. Like, don't worry about me, I'm all right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm is not it, about to kill everything anyone. Everything Zen or everything's in. Everything Zen. Everything Zen. zen I don't in think so. Like it's in Buddhism. Yeah, zen. I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah, you remember the guy? Who, who did he date? The guy. He was a really. He's a good looking. Oh, Gwen bloke. Stefani. He dated oh. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, and he yeah. had the other song, um, Glycerine. Oh, yeah. Whenever yes. days gone by. Bush, yes, yes. Glycerine. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything Zen. So I'm gonna go to Los Angeles. Look out my dickhead, brother. You know, it's like a painful song. Well, the main lyric is there's no sex in the violence, and I realise I probably can't yell that on the track with <laughs> no, the ladies. Not in Centennial Park. No, the poor ladies just got their tea and they're having a lovely walk, <laughs> and this past? bearded psychopath runs past saying there's no sex. So you're, run, you're up and about running. So I did 8K. That's good. But, like, I'm a six-minute K. That's all right. Like, I'm in no rush. Yeah. I remember when I did the half marathon, which I did in 209, Two minute, two hours and nine minutes. I went to the City Morning Herald website, and I was in a shark singlet and shorts and stuff. And I went to the Herald website thinking, "There's a photo here. I'm laminating this. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this going above the bed, finished half marathon. It was just the gut coming out of the singlet, <laughs> and the feet were about a centimeter above the ground. It looks like I was standing. Yeah, you know, just lightly hovering above the ground. It did not look. I imagine Robert De Costello, knees up high. Yeah. you know, coming around yeah, yeah. Lady Macquarie's chair. It looks like I was just kind of standing there with the, with the gut on a corner. You know who's also sick for running? Because um, when the city of surfs on, I take the kids down. We watch it. We yeah, watch yeah. Run past. And Neil Perry. Oh, really? He of uh, is he? Oh, he's sick for running. See, yeah. no, he's running off all that tucker. Well, he's got the ponytail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's, got, he's got the beautiful uh, ponytail. But he was quite aggressive. Was he? So he was like... What's the chef? So mate? at the Bondi, at Bondi where the, the, the finish post is, it's a corner, and everyone comes down, everyone's cheering on. Well, he was argy-bargy. Oh, was he? Like he was like... Yes, chef. Fighting no, chef. for every second. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I just... Yeah, he was just acting like an A-grade. A-grade. Sort of bumping people out of the way and like... Abusing them? Well, the ponytail's a sign. And I heard him, like, he was screaming out, sex and violence. (laughs) (laughs) What is this going on? (laughs) Just about A-grades and running or walking. Uh, This has happened a lot in the last week, and it's really shit me. When you're running to people, and with COVID, you've you've got to make a clear effort that you're 
you're making a bit of room, right? Absolutely. So on the footpath, this has happened so many times, and I'll sort of get cranky at Kobe if she doesn't make an early move. So I say, Kobe, if we've got people coming up, just make it very clear that we're parting. Or, you know, she might go one side, I'll go the other. We'll both go the one side. Right? And the amount of times that she's gone one way, I've gone the other way, we've clearly opened up the doors for people to keep the path. And they've just charged through. No acknowledgement. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You it's know, like, like cars. It's same as cars. When you let, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like pull just over just give us a hey, morning or just thanks for that. I just have contempt for couples because they go for a wide handhold. Oh, yeah. And that's two-thirds of that running track. Yeah. Like if they're going for a wide handhold, that's pretty much the whole bloody thing. Yeah. Add, add, a, add a pram to that and you're like, come on, guys. Keep maybe. it. You know what they should do? Wrap everyone, if you're walking out, you, everyone should have the pocket in the in your in your um, partner's Back pocket. You know when they do that? Yep. Oh, that you, European the style. The European sock. <laughs> yeah. So that should be the rule because yeah. you can't go You're wide. tied together, yeah. aren't yeah. you? That's, like, why, that's why they do it. Bright and Lassine in the back management. pocket and the other. I love that look. I've yeah. never done it personally. And, and get, just, and just get love like it. a pastel knit around the around your neck. Tie a pastel knit around that's your very neck decent and suburbs. just be like Klaus and his girlfriend. The other one that annoys me is the dog, lay, dog lead that extends. Yeah. Where the dog, on the, on the, watch the dog just fires oh, off. Oh yeah! So, someone could die with that. Like yeah. some of those guys going around there must be like training for the roosters. They are fanging around. Yeah. There, big boys. If that little, if the little chihuahua starts to dash to the right, that's a terrifying. Was that fair game? Is that fair game? If the chihuahua comes underneath the boot, well, uh, are you allowed to just give it a little bit of a slipper? Forty twenty. Are you allowed? To? <laughs> uh, no, not that much. Twenty forty. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say twenty four. <laughs> it's early in the game. It's only happened once. <laughs> what, what about the um? What's the type? I'm not a real dog person. What's the dog something housing? A snuffle housing or uh, a, a, um, a, 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 whatever it is, right? Something. Dash hound. No, something housing. Something housing. Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, whatever it's called, it's Schnaffhausen. Oh, Schnauzen. Schnauzen. Schnauzer? Something, probably, right? So we're walking this morning, right? And um, Hands in pockets. Get the, out of the housing. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, with the, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the Brighton. The Brightless end on the Schminder, right? Yeah. And but it's in the back Schminder. It's on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Slid. So, so all of a sudden, this big pit bull turns up, right? Oh, it just, they look at oh. you and they just want to kill you, right? Yeah. And this uh, Doogie Hauser, yeah. right, Schnauzen, just comes up near it. And then this pit bull goes for it. To which the girl who has the freaking pit bull says, oh, those Schnauzens, they're vicious to society. <laughs> She's carrying a freaking walking, murdering weapon <laughs> being a freaking pit bull. Yeah. Yeah, can, and this little thing's just a walking falafel roll, really, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? For the, for the big hey, guy. boys, I need a, a bit of advice. This is for a friend of mine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it's a friend of mine. And I just found out literally this morning. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. live next door to a bottle shop, and he's, he said – he said to me, come outside. And I said, oh, mate, I'm in a radio. And he goes, oh, I've had a, had a, I've had a big night. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, oh, mate, I've caught up with the ex. And I've oh. gone, oh, okay. Not knowing it was the real ex. So the, the other ex who he's had two children with, and it was a messy, messy breakup, like properties involved, right. lawyers involved. And I was just thinking it was the the ex before or after the marriage, because that they were just yeah, that, that knife. Point. That's not even to think about. Not that even one. think about. And I went, oh, I thought she uh, moved back to Queensland, thinking it was the other girl. And he goes, no, no, no. I went, what? Now this has got nasty. Like this is like real, in the street screaming, not letting them see the, each other's kids. I've not seen the kids, all all that. And he's spent the night there. Oh no. So I don't know what's going on. 
That's COVID, COVID for you. It's mowing, you reckon? Is it called mowing old grass? Yeah. It is, but do you think it was – I haven't got to it yet because I asked him, was it was it her making the call? Because it would have been him, knowing him. So was he remorseful? No, he's was he getting, maybe he was. He was getting a case of beer, so he's probably going to – No, but he's not keen to rekindle. I don't know. Well, there's a similar plot line in uh, the new release literary masterpiece, Plum. Gotcha. Where there's a little bit of mowing well, old What's grass. the advice? What do I say there? What do I say to him? Do I say – um, Let's forget about it. say, mate, whatever you do, I've got your back. <laughs> if you're mm. going to do it, rip in some. Yeah. yeah um, who, who would give that advice? Squeaky, Brick, or? Yeah. Well, is, is he married? They were married, and it ended shockingly. Has he got someone uh, now? Yeah. No, not, not, not officially. <laughs> so, yeah, is it? No, not, not officially. No. Is it, no. So is it a game. Le- is, is she got someone? She had someone, but. Uh, um, that's so it's not, not the, illegal. That, no, it's not illegal, but the point was. Is it, it called was closure? So, it was so bad. Like the, the um, houses, yeah. first of all, they bought a house together, yep. broke up, sold it, did their ass, then got back together another year later, bought another house. Oh, they're one result. of those couples. Well, this oh, is, I know those couples. Yeah. They keep going, don't they? It's almost like a dance they do. So I'd just stay out of the way, mate. I'd boundary them. But I'd also say to him, mate, it's a very lonely time at the moment with COVID. Don't confuse your love and affection for the ex with loneliness. That's right. Yeah, but you know, sit in that. the loneliness Get on the porn hub, whatever you got to do, get it's through the, it. The sun's going to come out soon. No, you know? it's just come, it's a, it's a bolt out of nowhere, bolt out of the blue, and it doesn't sit right with me. Mm. I might need another margarita. You, how, you, how long have they severed ties? Severed, uh, two years. Wow. But it was so, it was so nasty. Yeah, but two years can deflate. Anger? The venom that's in the anger, yeah. I don't know. I've seen him in the news. Sometimes it's got nothing people. to do with. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with equipment. People... I'll show you a photo of it. You tell me in a sec. Oh, I'll show you. Right. Hang on, is that sugar? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. Sometimes people run to it. Sorry. Yes, go on. Sometimes people run towards the toxic, don't they? Yeah. Like, that's what turns them on. Yes. This is unhealthy. Yep. I'm having a piece of Self-sabotage. Yeah, let's No, he's not right a self-sabotage. He's not an SS. No, nah, this is crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating. <laughs> Exceptional. Extraordinary. <laughs> That's his Search all-new MUX. I can't look at that and read that out at the same time. Anyway, a breaking back with more Brian Fletcher and the great man Brendan Cowell. I'm Joel Kane. This is crunch time. <laughs> All thanks to Red Rooster and Isuzu MUX. It certainly is crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Fletch, you know who would need a seven-seat Isuzu MUX? Hopawadis. Hopawadis, Yes. Yes, they would certainly need that. The Fletcher household. Uh, yes. When you were growing up, the yes. Kane household, of course. Uh, but this household, most certainly. The Yo family. The Yo family would need a seven-seat Isuzu MUX. And I'm pleased to say the father of uh, Isaiah, Justin Yo, is on the line. G'day, Justin. G'day, Joel. How are you, boys? Going How are good, you mate. going, Dad? Dad of a, a player off to his second grand final. He's now played Origin. You're a young fella. And uh, Brendan Cowell, who would be your tip and my tip for the Clive Churchill Medal of 2021. Well, I'm not even people-pleasing here, Justin, but before you came on, I said, Isaiah is my man of the match for tomorrow. Um, so I'm say- I said that out of nowhere, no contacts, but your son's going to win the Clive Churchill tomorrow. How does that make you feel? Yeah, terrific. No pressure on the boy. I hope <laughs> no. you're wrong. <laughs> is it your, you hail from Dubbo? Is that where? 
Yeah, Dubbo. We grew up in Dubbo. Uh, a lot of the Yo families from out that way, yep. Hey, uh, Yoey, tell us about the journey for Isaiah. You know, like, did he did he start playing as a youngster? Did he? How did it all play out for him? What sort of players was he playing for or with who's gone on to the NRL? Um, well, throughout his junior league, he was always a strong footballer, but he, he was never a great standout. Um, and he, look, he just came through. He was just one of those kids who wanted a bit of an opportunity, and he got that through Penrith. Um, they used to go out and play out at Ningen um, every year uh, and just a little knockout with Parramatta and a few others, and they'd play against some of the country boys out there. Um, he got a phone call there from a, one of my old mates um, who asked him if he wanted to go and have a game. He he jumped on the bus on the way out there, and after that little weekend, he, he picked up a couple of trials. Um, but like I said, he, he made a few little rep sides around the bush, but he was never the standout. He was always very coachable, though. He always wanted to do well, and he always worked pretty hard and listened pretty well. Um, but that's pretty much um, his lot. He, he did pretty well. He came through St. John's Junior League and Dubbo Sims, who have been pretty successful as well. Um, so he's done well. He, he was, it was interesting, though. He went to um, school with... Um, uh, Tom Robertson, who's the he was the Australian rugby front rower, they were in the same class, and also Jacob Tratt, who went on and I think he played for New South Wales in soccer. Um, so they were, they were a pretty good year group back in the day in Dubbo, that group. So what what makes him so good? Because I, I watch him and I look at his frame and I think he's kind of gangly for a forward. Um, what what's been the the, the key to his success? Because he just seems to be able to at least evade one or two players and then. He's got that pass. Where, where, when did that all come about? You know, because it's a very unique game, isn't it, that he plays? There's not many players like him, but it's so effective. Where, when, did, when did you see that happen in your son? Uh, well, he, he went from being a centre and a, a little bit of a 5'8 when he was younger. When he went to Sydney, centre turned into a second row and he sort of, I suppose he grew. He was always going to be, you know, six foot five or whatever he is now. Um, the, the past come about, I think it was more Trent Barrett and Ivan. Um, they did a lot of work with him. Uh, they wanted to move him into the middle of the field. And I think that the past just come about, you know, it seemed to work. Um, that's only been the last probably two or three years. Um, but I've always said he's, you know, he's very coachable um, and he's quite intelligent as a footballer too. Uh, most of the things he'll do on the football field, there's a purpose, there's a reason behind them. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, he, he gets pushed there into the front row at different times, and he, he'll know he needs to take his medicine there at times too, because a lot of what he does is for the team. I think he does that quite well. Hey, Yoey, does he? Do you give him advice? Does he ever come looking for advice with you, or when you talk, is it just nothing to do with footy? No, I think he likes to talk about family and the farm and and, and Dubbo, but. I sort of get a little bit pushed back into, can we talk about footy again? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose footy's his whole life. Yeah. But I'm that typical bloke from the bush who just loves it. Um, yeah, look, he asks us at times. Like, he'll get a little bit of advice from here or there or people will raise some things and he'll come and run that by you and say, what are your thoughts? Whether he takes that on board, you know, there's good coaches out there that'll help him along the way. Um, you know, he couldn't say a bad word about any of his coaches he's had, whether it's representative or club footy. Um, and I think they've all played a role in where he's at at the moment. Um, but look, he'll ask questions. Um, but he's your typical boy. He'll, he'll take it on board or he'll sell me to, yeah, if he doesn't agree. Now, yo, how does it feel to be a 44-year-old grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> it, hey, that's, no, that's really exciting, actually. We're, um, we're pretty stoked about that, don't worry. But um, early on, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, I think when we were in year 11 and 12, Amy and I. Um, but look, that's exciting. It's just one of those things. He's had one of those years that hopefully <laughs> tomorrow um, tops off a, a pretty special year for him. You know, it's the state of origin, the series win. Um, being named captain, um, you know, hopefully a premiership tomorrow, all being well, uh, and then a father in six or seven weeks. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, a big year for him, but it's yeah. a really exciting thing. I know his mum's incredibly excited as she 
rings uh, Isaiah's partner, Ash, twice a day just to check in to make sure she's okay. Um, but almost bordering on pestering, but that's okay. So, so how, many ki- how many kids have you got? I've got four. Um, so that 730 you were talking about before, yeah, we might need it to um, obviously take the grandchild as well. So oh, Mud- Mudgee now for the Yo family. You've relocated to Mudgee, but is the, is the town of Mudgee and Dubbo, for that matter, really getting behind the cause? Yeah, they do. Um, he's, he's from a massive family um, from all that around the, the Dubbo area, but obviously now in Mudgee. Um, I was only, only talking to him this morning. He's getting messages, and he has probably for the last month or so from people he knew back in the day, but also, you know, the extended family and people wishing him all, all the best. Amy and I have received, you know, the same sort of thing. So it's been great around Mudgee. A lot of people touching base, but... Um, just a lot of stuff up on social media that you know people in the family really respond well to, and um, you know they'll be writing every minute of it as well. I've heard to watch out for that social media stuff. There's some weirdos on there, Justin. But uh, has he always been um, consistent through this year with his with his confidence with with Penrith? Like it's, it's geez, there's been some fluctuations coming into Origin. You know, you guys were well beaters after Origin the injuries. Then everyone going, oh, as the wheels falling off Penrith. Has Isaiah, in all honesty, been consistent like, Dad, we got this? Like, has he been seeing that through the whole year? Yeah, he has. He's, um, he never gives too much away, and you, you know right. what you're going to get from him. All the stuff he, he does on, you know, with the media, there's, there's no pretend. That's just him. Um, you know, he talks to, on, on the, you know, the media, he talks just like to his mum and dad. Um, but he's always been confident in the ability of the team. Um, and you can appreciate, you know, the quality of the players they've had out at different times and sort of can affect your consistency and things like that, mm. but it never seemed to be a concern for him. Um, he'd always go out and do his job and he'd always go and lead. Um, and hopefully he's able to do that again tomorrow. If somebody came up to you and it was someone from the future and they said, uh, Amy and Justin, uh, your eldest son, Isaiah, he's, he's going to win an Origin series. He's going to play a number of Origin games. He's going to play in a few grand finals and, and one day be a, a, a premiership winning captain. Uh, would you have at all believed that? I know that's still to come, but... Would you have even believed that when he was around 12? No, no, definitely not. Um, I wouldn't have believed that, you know, four or five years ago. Look, he was always yeah. a – he got to the stage where he developed into a strong first grade and you thought, you know, I remember his first first grade game and he had his, his grandparents and all his cousins and all that were there and you're thinking, this is it, you know, that's, you know, mm. that, that's the pinnacle at the moment, which is terrific. Um, we couldn't be any prouder of him. He just he, mm. he seems to have improved every year. Has the game sort of adapted? He's been able to adapt and he's been coached. Um, and he's sort of grown into the, you know, these are his best years, you'd imagine, the next few years ahead of him. But um, as, a, as a family, but a family who obviously, you know, really enjoys that, uh, that rugby league environment, um, it's just been a terrific ride. We, we couldn't be any prouder uh, as parents and, you know, well, his, his grandparents and the extended family. Um, they're all around him, but you, you wouldn't have predicted it, no, uh, in short. Uh, but he's done incredibly well. Yeah, well, you can, I mean, let's talk about your career. So... You played first grade for this the Tigers. No, you played for, <laughs> came, down, came down, played for Norse, played for, for the Tigers. So was it a big shock coming from the country? Because I've played with kids that come from the country. that They'll, they'll turn up for six weeks and they, they desperately want to go home. Some others relish in it and never go back to the bush. Did you struggle when you first came, came down? Um, I actually came down to do uh, for year 12 for schooling uh, and stayed with my um, – Only an uncle, Um, so I always had that family link. So I I actually, I enjoyed it um, because football was that thing as well uh, back in the day. But I've seen that out there having returned back to Dubbo. It's hard to explain the amount of talent and the talent pool that is, you know, west of the Blue Mountains. 
and you see a lot of those indigenous kids who are just unbelievable athletes mm. and you know their mouth and the way they play football and their instincts and but then you, you sort of see some who you know a couple of years down the track you just think my god that person could have been um, could have been absolutely anything but the the challenge was um, you know, are they supported enough or have they been put in an environment? Is there a family situation um, that's going to be able to support them and their need? Um, I always really enjoyed it. Um, Isaiah was always pretty well looked after too. I think the Horro family, Mark and Lily Horro uh, and Penrith looked after them early on. So we really had that family tie. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest challenge from being out in the bush, just seeing so much talent go to waste. What's been great now is just the NRL clubs who are, who are investing time and resources into the bush because... Well, there's a need. You have a look at the Penrith team now. I don't know how many of them are from the bush. Um, but there's talent there. You've just got to go and try and find them. And then, again, you can get them to Sydney. But like you said, in six weeks, some of them just get back on the train and go home. So they're trying to nurture those kids um, because they're going to be able to offer in the long run. Are you still uh, coaching, mate? Yeah, we coached um, Mudgy Dragons. My, my youngest boy, uh, Xavier, uh, plays for Mudgy Dragons, the under-15 side. And, yeah, undefeated. Oh. Um, I just sort of put Ooh, that out there anyway. Yeah. But we didn't, didn't get to play a grand right. final, but they've won a few over the years. So that's always enjoyable. Got to play, got to coach at Dallas Sims too when I finished playing footy in Sydney. And yeah, it's always been a big part of our life. But the coaching side, you know, you really enjoy. And then being able to talk to Isaiah about where football's heading, uh, I just find it really interesting. It's, it's great to watch these days. How do you see tomorrow, mate? Obviously, you're going to be cheering on the Panthers, but what, what's the danger for the Panthers, you think? Uh, I was going to say, one of the dangers would be my wife hitting me at some stage when she gets cross. Yeah. Um, Give her a margarita, because I'm just whipping up these spicy margaritas at the moment, Joey. I can send you, right? I can send you the recipe. Yeah. They're outstanding. Are you, are you going to sleep tonight? Is there a barbie early? How are you going to calm the nerves? And do you, I remember watching the Sharks Grand Final in 2016, which they won, by the way, I mean, was. Uh, but I couldn't sit. I had to watch from the hallway peeking in uh, to the screen. I couldn't kind of relax yeah. at all. Um, what's your uh, well, plan of attack? Yeah. I've enjoyed every game of Isaiah's until probably the last two. Mm. Um, I found them really challenging. Um, I always like to remain pretty calm with a wife screaming in the ear. Uh, but the last two have been a real challenge. I think tomorrow um, we've just come out of lockdown in Mudgee, which is nice, but mm. I think we'll just appreciate the game at home um, together. Um, and we'll see how we go. It's all fingers crossed. Both teams obviously are well-prepared, well-coached. Um, I think one's probably a little bit fitter than the other, but... Um, there's a few little niggles, I suppose, this time of year with both teams. But um, well, look, as, a, as a father, you, you just hopefully they get through safe. Um, but then in the background, you want to be safe, and obviously you want a premiership as well. So if they play well, uh, you know, I think they've got a game plan. Um, they've got the game to win tomorrow, but that doesn't mean much in, in the long run. Uh, you've got to be able to play the game you want to play. So I think it'll be an interesting one. Like I said, they're both quality teams, quality coaches, and it should be a good game, hopefully. We've been asking this to all the guests, and, and the answer can't be Isaiah because uh, financially I want him to win it. I think Brendan's the same, and no doubt uh, emotionally the Yo family all want uh, Isaiah to win the Clive Churchill medal. But if it had to be somebody else, and you've seen a lot of these young Panthers for a long time over the journey, you've got to meet them. If it had to be somebody else for the Panthers in a premiership-winning team who won the Clive Churchill medal tomorrow... Who would you choose for it to be? Who would you love to see win the Clive Churchill medal if it's not to be Isaiah? Um, well, Dylan Edwards, I, I like. Mm. Um, it's along the same lines, I suppose, uh, of Isaiah. You sort of see where they've come from and they've sort of just grown and improved. And I think their attitude, you know, their engine and their, their coachability, I suppose, 
um, is something that stands out for me. I don't necessarily know the boy, but I, just, I love the way he plays. He's tough. Mm. He's in around everything, and um, hopefully he plays well tomorrow. He's that kind of guy in the trenches, isn't he? He'll just do anything for the team. And in a year of really flashy um, highlights package fullbacks, he's this other guy that just is, you know, flawless, does his job, and you barely notice him, but he doesn't make any mistakes and just so much effort, isn't there, With the in a year of Travojevic and Latrells and, and, and Tedesco's? Yeah, you see those incredibly talented individuals, but I think he knows his strength, he knows his yeah. game. Um, Dylan and he does, you know, he's a bit like Isaiah. They, they do what they know they can do really well. Um, uh, and that obviously brings something to the team. And here yeah, again, fingers crossed. Well, Justin, mate, we appreciate your time. Uh, I wish yourself, uh, Amy, and the family all the very best. So exciting. And he's off to another grand final and just under 30 hours till kickoff. Well, we hope anyway. Hopefully there's no delay. But that 30 hours, mate, it will feel like about seven weeks, I would have thought. But um, enjoy it. And as uh, Cathy Freeman once said, Pressure is a privilege, and you guys get to experience this privilege over the next 30 hours or more. So uh, congratulations to see the young fella back into a grand final, and we wish him uh, all the very best on the big day. Thanks very much, boys. Great to catch up. Uh, there he is, Justin Yeo, a father of Isaiah Yeo, and uh, uh, what a ride. Uh, what a story that uh, Justin Yeo and uh, Amy have had with Isaiah, who he said even four years ago wouldn't have dreamt of the heights that he's uh, come mm. through. Could have easily been missed. And uh, here he is uh, on his way to another grand final. I mean, it's not, not going to happen for me because mm. uh, I've got three daughters and they don't like rugby league. But you might be a chance. Do you reckon you'll be able to keep away from the game in the sense of one of your young yeah. blokes starts playing first grade? Yeah, I always have. Like, I've never coached the boys at rugby league. I've always just stayed back and, yeah, I'd be able to do that. You'd be able to do it easy. Mm. Yeah. I, I reckon I couldn't help it. You, you'd be have your paws all over them? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd just be into them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think I'd just let him go. Um, well, Maddie's like that. Maddie's with with his young boys. Just lets him go. Yeah. yeah. I, I, what do you mean into him? Like get to the Sand Hill Sun? You're not. No, 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 no. Just no beers. Crit- criticize their game. Oh, would you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, you cat? <laughs> what was that about? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. No, it probably doesn't suit my. It probably you my... missed a tackle, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I never did. Yeah. No, no, my personality. Now go and do be... the lawns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be to have my paws all over him, but I, I actually wouldn't. But anyway, have your say. One three hundred. It was fascinating to chat to. And I tell oh, you what, I showed you a picture of uh, what Justin. What a great country yeah, bloke. You can just... They're twins. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely twins, Isaiah yeah. and Justin. Yeah. And he had him. I think he had him at about eighteen. Well, he years said. Old. He said. Um, what's his wife's name? Amy. Amy. Yeah, they're in eleven and twelve. Yeah. School heart, what do you call it? High school sweethearts. <laughs> Great family. So, did it happen at school? Was that, did they have him at 18? Well, there must have been. 17, even. Wow. Might have happened in the science lab. In the Gold Coast. You know, the Bunsen burners can do, do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Play, the, the, play the music. The gores. Play the music seal. Yeah. The Loveland. Copper music. sulfate. <laughs> oh, sulfate. Get yeah, that. Get, get that, that copper sulfate. Get that going. Is sulfate. Speaking mm. about uh, did elements. Did you ever dissect a rat? Frogs, my go. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we did a rat. That was a tough. That was that's a weird part of schooling, isn't it? Where it's like, and it kind of builds up to it. You know, it's coming. Well, like, you know what they do now. Well, so my mate's daughter online, because this is the beauty of the dark web. Mm. She got a piglet delivered, unbeknownst to her. She's in. She, <laughs> did you snort that? She got a piglet <laughs> delivered. Well, this no, she got a piglet delivered, <laughs> and she operated on, on brand. <laughs> she operated on it. Yeah. So she? found it. Somewhere was this part of school? She just did this for just, fun, just or? for fun. Yeah, she either wants to, she wants to be serial killer or <laughs> some sort of doctor. But she's in, in year six, did it all on her own. Piglet came, operated, did all the bizarre. It was dead, obviously. Right, piglet was brown bread, but 
it uh, it's put ma- it in the a, oven for an hour and a half, it's Neil Perry. What you can get, yeah, <laughs> just pushing people over. Uh, it's amazing when you can get in the dark web. Have you ever been in the dark web? No, well, unless I've been there and I didn't know that's where I was. No, well, you know where you because you can get all sorts of treats. Mm. What about you, Seal? You can get drugs sent to you. <laughs> what? That's disgusting. That's what I heard. Brandon, what are you talking? <laughs> Mate, we're not playing from Melbourne Storm. <laughs> Keep that allegedly. How did, that- they, how did they allegedly get the what Paul Kent called the salt? How did yeah. they get the salt in there? Where? To the hotel room. Well, oh, they're, they're all out of the bubble now. Oh, right. Yeah. And I guess, was it Cavill? There's many ways to Cavill have. skin a cat. Yeah. Anyway, this guy here, Will from Wynnum, right? <laughs> Hang on, sorry. I just want to yeah. ask. Seal. So, Did okay, they get so it on the dark web? Purple Seal, web. Seal, you're, you would strike me as someone who's delved deep into the dark web. <laughs> have you or do you know anyone who has? Uh, <laughs> yes and yes. Okay. Tell me this. Do I need it? Could I do it on an iPhone or you need sort of some no, sort No, no. You need a special browser, a browser? to get onto the... Where would I find it? Do, do I need someone who knows what they're doing? Or could oh, I you just no, you Google Dark Web browser. Could you get me a couple of pingers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, off the I, record, I, yes. I thought you talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could sort you out easy. Now boys, uh this one here relating to your conundrum with your um mate. For, yeah. Right. So this is Will from Wynnum. So what's my favourite saying, Brian? Some uh, some gifts, best gifts, come badly wrapped. Badly wrapped, wrapped yeah. Do you know what? He's one of the smartest people free. I know. Dreams of He's one of the smartest people I know, but he can't keep a quote in his head. He just oh, really? can't. I've told him it a hundred times. Because I don't, my life is about simplifying. <laughs> and Joel Kane just confuses. <laughs> like he tried to put a bet on the other day, multi. He's going, mate, this is what I do here. I put this here, then I'll cross this over here. And if this wins, this should come forth. And I'll still, and I'm going, mate, I don't understand. <laughs> That's why you're such a good couple. You're an unlikely couple because Joel's got a theory for everything and you're just trying to simplify a chaotic life. And together you're just a perfect romance, Uh, isn't it? So anyway, sometimes the best gifts come badly wrapped, right? right? And dreams Uh, are free. Yes, dreams are free as well. Temerity, uh, audacity. (laughs) What's that rank one you say? (laughs) The audacity, (laughs) the temerity, the hide. And is that all okay? They they're always, all, the, they're always, always, all, the always the same. Slightly off. Pressure is a privilege. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you jump yeah. into the thesaurus, yeah. Um, uh, I think Spud called it the Saurus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, it's time that Joel Kane came out with the book, 101 Quotes. Yes. To... Anyway, let me get to Will from yeah. Wyndham. He says, Hey, legends, I'm loving uh, crunch time. Sometimes the worst gifts come nicely wrapped. He mm. said, Beware of the attractive ex who lives near you. Yeah. She's not contractive though. This is the thing. Okay, well, he said being happy and lonely is better than miserable and comfortable. Will from Wynnum. Say that one again. That's cool. Put that in the book. <laughs> okay. Better alone than lonely. Being happy and lonely. Being happy and lonely better is better than, than miserable and comfortable. That makes me feel better about myself. What about horny? Where, do you, where would you throw horny in there? <laughs> horny. Horny. I need another comma. <laughs> horny ain't alone. Do that again, but throw horny in okay. somewhere. Sugar? Those okay. Three. Go there. Throw okay, in. righto. Uh, being happy and lonely. And horny. No. Being happy and lonely. Uh, and horny. Yeah. Right. Being happy, lonely, and horny. Is better than miserable and comfortable. And, and horny. Yeah. If you're on the dark web. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. yes. It doesn't work. Oh. My browser's not working. Apparently there's ads, there's a thing called ads we need to get to anyway. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search, all-new MUX. And what about our man in the backdrop there? You've got uh, 
Ciro uh, still plugging away. Timmy Manor putting in the big hours. And here we have in studio Brendan Cow, Brian Fletcher, The Seal. I'm Joel Kane. A breaking back with more. Roth fire. Yeah, crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Saying to Brendan during the break, uh, wasn't a good chat with Justin. Just good country people. Yeah, I like country people. Yeah. Who do you, you play with? Like Som Benetti. Som Benetti. Uh, Peter Cusack. Yeah. Who else is from the country? Our um, man from Orange is... Micastini. Micastini. There's heaps I played with. Uh, well, played with the... Um, a few in for New South Wales yeah. as well. They were all well. That was good fun. Could you farm? No, no. I remember. I what would out, happen if you had to kind of? I went out. Be the man of the land. We went out uh, pigging, right? When I was about nineteen, and it was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I just wasn't. The worst bit was when they got the so they you know the pig the dogs attack the pigs and then there's got the litter. That are all homeless, and they just grab them. It was, man, I don't know, but this is what they do in the bush. Yeah. This is what you do: grab them by the legs and just whack them on the. S- I shouldn't laugh, but they <laughs> it's, whack. It's them like that live baiting, isn't it? They whack them on the side of the head, on the rocks. I'm just going, what? What's going on here? Well, they can't survive, so nah. you've got to put them out of their misery. I'm going, this is horrific. And next thing you know, a teenager's operating on them. Well, yeah, on yeah, the dark may, web, may, and then and then we say, country people are lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Well, let, let's um, we, we we do ask when we open up the show where you're listening from. Okay, well, yeah. let's do this. The call on is one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I don't know what the call on is when you're living outside of Australia, because that is the case for Matt, who's calling in from California. Uh, g'day, Matt. Hello, mate. How you doing? We're going all right, Matt. Uh, the obvious question when we get these types of calls is. What time are you uh, calling from over there? It's uh, 9.45 at night. So about, I don't know, what's that, 17 hours? Whereabouts are you, mate? Are you in LA? You're in West Hollywood? You're down... Um... Yeah, I'm about... I'm in between uh, LA and Palm Springs. It's called oh, San Bernardino yeah. County. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got the highest murder rate in the world. But... Oh, yeah, solid. It's good dry, Good, good yeah, kind of solid. architecture and, and forests and driving up there, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Yeah, He's an architect. What do you? What um, what, to, what got you living over there, mate? Uh, a female. Ooh. Yeah. We got a long story. Actually, Fletch knows uh, on. one of the guys. He'd know the story. I used. To, I won't uh, mention the company. It just has a Australian animal on the, its uh, aeroplane, uh, Mister Ashford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, well, he drives trams now. He's a tram driver. Yeah, yeah. I he's heard a he so, on those uh, yellow pages. That's right. Yeah. So is it his daughter? Yeah. Right. And you got a tram to LA because you're in love with his daughter. And what are you thinking tomorrow and what's she thinking? Read the GF. Uh, well, I'd sent in a text before. I can't believe no one's brought up that the halves play for New South Wales. They win the series. Penrith are 13 plus. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, hope you're right, mate. Hope you're absolutely right. It, but yeah, then the simple. halves for Souths, everyone thought should have played in game three and won game three for the clean sweep, but didn't quite make it. Um, and then you have Cody Walker. Game five. three didn't matter. Yeah, game three always matters in state of origin because, you know, whoever wins, yeah. wins. 
hurts. A win's a win. It hurts. Are you a Queensland or New South Wales? You're New South Wales? No, I'm New South I'm yeah, born and bred in the St. George area. And you reckon Pan- Panthers 13 plus tomorrow? Yeah. And then I've got a little travel for you. I've, I saw that. I'm sure jo- Joel mentioned it before. No, on the uh, NFL. If you put in the charges, Baltimore, Cleveland, all to cover the start on Sunday, it's a collect. Hey, Matty, how did we get your company over there? How did you stumble across, the, in the first place, the Joel and Fletch Drive Show? Oh, just on the app, just on the SEN app. Beautiful, beautiful. What else, Matty, what else is going on? I'm um, just on the foot juice and uh, just finished watching the college football. Oh, good. What's what? foot juice? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah the wine. The wine. <laughs> oh, the grapes. Yeah. yeah. What's And there's some yeah. good wines up there in the Napa Valley, um, isn't there, in one of the greatest yeah. films ever, um, Sideways was shot up there. Those yeah. two guys go up there for East Bucks weekend. <laughs> you seen that? Yeah. She sets a great. I will not drink Merlot. <laughs> Are you having what a um, a Zinfandel or a Malbec or something from the Napa? No, I'm sticking close to home. I go to this little joint and they've got a couple of the Aussie Shirazes and my girls on the white Sauv Blancs from New Zealand. So we try and keep it close to home. Yeah, nice. And, and Matty, how's it all over there with COVID and stuff? Is it just play on now? Every, no masks needed. What's the what's yeah? The well, LA. So they, in America, they run like in California. It's all different counties. So in the county I'm in, they're all pretty much just like your rednecks, and they don't follow any laws. It's just game on. But if you're in down in LA County, they're a bit more uh, liberal. They're all masks, and you got to do this and that. But we'll see. I'm waiting because our winter starts soon, so we'll see if they start shutting things down. Now, Matty, I understand uh, the they may be looking for Fox and Channel 9 for an American uh, rugby league caller. Can you call us the dying stages of the grand final? All right. How long have we got? Ten seconds left? Oh, we've got about all. 30, I reckon. No, sorry. If I'm picking... Yeah, I'm picking Penrith 13+. plus. Mm. So they're up 21... 21-14... 30 seconds to go. <clears throat> Reynolds puts a chip over the top. Uh, Brad Warren just picked up here from America. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Chrissy Warren. <laughs> Crichton scooped it up one hand. He's chasing down the sideline. Inside ball to Yale. Yale, inside ball to Luai. Luai for the try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was good. That was good. Now, Maddie, do it in your best American accent. American yeah. accent. Yeah. Come on, man. Brutal. No, that was French. That was French. <laughs> yeah, give me give us a good Sebo accent. All right. Oh, I sound like all right, here, here we go. I get paid out all the time. No, we, we I sound like you. a bloody uh Clint Eastwood. Come on, Clint. Here we go to uh this is uh Luai. <laughs> you guys are so crazy. You guys are running down the sideline like that. Unbelievable. No helmet, no pads. You Aussies are so crazy. That's not bad. That's not bad That's at not all. That's not bad. Someone yeah. from uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Kazakhstan. That was very, very good. I sound, sound like a tosser. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're not going uh, to. When you hang how, up, we are not su- going to talk about you. How do you survive in, in a country yeah, no. with all that enthusiasm as an Aussie? <laughs> what do you do when they're all so fired up around I you? just. No, I just stay home. I sit in the 
back corner and just drink my beer and let them, because they love the limelight. You must know. <laughs> so, Maddie, is it pretty much play on over there now with COVID? Is it just like people are just getting on with their lives? Living there? with. Yeah. Yeah, everything, all the restaurants are open. There's no no dramas where I am. But like I said, down in LA, they've started to, I uh, think you need the vaccines and a couple of the restaurants down there. But where we are, it's more just laid back and it's like an old sort of horse country town. Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. Well, mate, we've got to go because we've got the uh, yeah. the news coming up, but we appreciate the call from California. Right, no dramas. Have a good one, boys. See you, Maddie. Uh, See you later, Maddie. Maddie from Cali, California, has uh, just called us here. Let us know where you're listening. Well, g'day, boys. Get on Doom and Race 7, number 16, the face. Uh, just don't cheer at home live on air. Oh, right, yes. Cause yes. Come on. Yes, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. That's all that pot plant thing uh, we're talking about. Get earlier. on Hungry Heart for the Louis. Epsom Statsy. From Freshwater, we interviewed Kieran McAvoy last week, and he was very, very keen on Hungry Heart for the Epsom. However, the Sportsbet boys are keen on Private Eye, so I'm, I'm on both Private uh, Eye and uh, Hungry Heart. But you're a little bit keen on Ice Bath, aren't you, Fletch? I was, but there's been no rain. They said it was mm. going to uh, hail. Oh. Uh, but it didn't come. So they only got three mils. So well, it's, icy, it's got good hail form, has it? <laughs> I, I see you're out. Ta-da. Yeah, ta-da, no. Ice Bath. Uh, Rightio, there you go. Crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Uh, righto, gentlemen, one hour left. All the many, many hours here in the studio for crunch time over 2021. We are down to the last hour, so make it a good one. And we're going to start on fire here because a man who will be calling the grand final for Fox League and has called many, many grand finals for Fox League, I'm pleased to say Warren Smith's on the line. G'day, Woz. G'day, Jolly. How are you, mate? Mate, congratulations. You're off to another grand final. How's the uh, preparation been for you? Uh, it's been a bit different, I guess, this year. I guess it's been different for everybody, hasn't it, boys? Um, given, of course, that the comps in Queensland and we're based down here in Sydney. So I haven't been out to any training sessions. I haven't been uh, now talking to coaches, as you would do on the sideline, while the boys are having a run on the paddock. So it's been very different. It feels very remote. And uh, it feels like it's been a long time coming around. But here we are. Can't wait, actually. Should be good fun. Well, as it's Fletch, can you give our listeners a little bit of uh, insight on how much preparation goes in for calling a game because I've got the great sugar cane here who calls for SEN and he doesn't do too much, but I know that you are a professional. <laughs> Tell me when you start, well, get, thought, start like really getting your prep going. Well, I guess it's, I mean, you, when you do two or three games per weekend, as, as sugar would know that, you know, it comes with you pretty thick and fast. So you, you can't sort of think too far ahead, but by the time you get to the finals, well, you know, four games first week, then two games the next couple of weeks, and then you've only got the one game, obviously, in grand final week. So you can do you can do tons of prep, and, and invariably, uh, as anyone who's called would know, you use about 5% of it. I mean, you have all this stuff just in case. You need to know a bit of background about every player just in case they score a try or do something outstanding during the game itself. But, you know, invariably, as I mentioned, you, you use 5 to 10% of it. So you can overtrain a little bit, but you've got to get ready. And uh, and as I said, ordinarily I would have been out to some training sessions this week, and certainly during the finals of the major teams leading up to the game. But you know, because here we are in lockdown still, um, it's all been sitting at home, just you know, trawling through some stuff online and uh, just going back through some injuries and 
that sort of stuff. So it's not it's a, a bit of a different prep than it normally would be, Fletch. Have you got something in your back pocket? Have you got something like Nathan Cleary when he kicked over to Crichton last week in the semifinal? Have you got something like a stat or something you're going to just bring out that's just going to just blow us mm. viewers away? <laughs> Or even sing, maybe no, no. a guitar song. That would be good. Glory, glory. <laughs> guitar. I was doing a bit of practice uh, in between a little uh, prep break before, having a bit of a strum, actually. Um, no, uh, I mean, it's more, I think, in, this, in the grand final, it's not so much about numbers or stats. It's more about storylines and, you know, somebody who's an unlike. I mean, Blake Taft's an amazing story. Here he is, the, yeah. uh, the local junior, La Perouse Panther, and he's, about to play, what is it, he's just his eighth game of the NRL and happens to be in a grand final filling in for the great uh, Latrell Mitchell himself. And he could be an instant Rabbitohs legend, which would be amazing having grown up in the area. And then suddenly he's wearing the famous number one jersey as the dog runs past all the prep. Thanks very much, Harley. <laughs> uh, and um, and uh, and he could be an instant legend. So, you know, what a story that, that would be. So it's, it's more just being across... You know, like Jackson Paul, as we run down the list, Jackson Paul, started the year with a couple of concussions, uh, you know, unlikely to be playing in the NRL, and he had a fractured wrist for about half the season during the middle of the season. Here he is now, likely to be a try scorer potentially in the grand final. So it's more that sort of stuff. Warren, g'day's Brendan here, mate. BC. Your old co-host you, um, from, from the League Lounge, um, probably the, the, um, the greatest one year. Uh, Fox Sports show uh, ever. Uh, had we kicked on BC, this would have been our 10th anniversary, but it's only lasted for one year. We got cancelled pretty quickly, don't we? But people people <laughs> still, are, people was, still say, bring back the league budget. lounge. Um, yes, uh, people would love it's to. It's mostly that. Renee Gartner, though, who was, who was on it, and a couple of other people <laughs> in pubs. Um, but, mate, uh, looking forward to it tomorrow. You've usually got Brandy there in the side cart. Um, who do you like having with you? Like, who do you really not like? Who, who's been the worst? Like, and what are you looking for in a side cart there in the bridesmaid? Like, what do you need from them? And like, Joey often talks about reaching over and touching Ray, and Ray touches Joey. Like, leave the silence. Like, do you have any secret unsaid stuff with your, um, you know, with, with the person sitting next to you? Give us some insight. It's it's funny you mention that because I'm a bit of a big toucher myself. So you know, it's, it's a it's a bit of a physical thing calling rugby league. And I, I remember back when I was a kid calling with the King, Wally Lewis, uh, in the very, very early days of Fox Sports. And I was pretty excited one night at Penrith and I had a clipboard and I whacked him sort of across the back and the shoulder with the clipboard. He gave me a bit of a startled look and I thought, when I want him to talk, maybe I shouldn't whack him with the clipboard in future. I'll just sort of touch him on the shoulder, yeah. uh, which he was pretty happy about. So I've, I've gone with a bit of a touch on the shoulder. So if I'm calling, so tomorrow it's with Mick, Mick Ennis, and uh, Mick's pretty excitable himself. So, you know, if I'm saying whatever else and I want to make it very clear and concise that I've finished whatever I'm saying, boom, it's your turn. I'll give him a bit of a, a nudge on the shoulder or maybe just a bit of a wink or whatever yeah, it might he's be. Gonna be he's going to want to be shoulder. reminiscing on 2016, isn't he? And you've got to kind of make him hold back on what, that. What did he say after the game? For Forna! For Forna! Andrew, for Forna! For Forna! For Forna! For Forna! Hey, was, uh, oh. I, I love getting a tip from a caller. And the reason being, a, a word that Fletch loves to use is forensically. You watch the game forensically when you're calling. How are you seeing this game play out? 
what I'm expecting is um, nothing that we've seen so far in the three meetings before the, the, the two between the two teams because you know obviously I called that game up in in round 11 up at Apex Oval in Dubbo. Um, we won't see 56 points to 12 uh, tomorrow night. And I don't know that we'll see one team jump out as the Rabbitohs did in round 23 to lead 12 nil, and then concede 25 straight points. I think that's unlikely as well. Um, if it's going to be like anything, I guess it might be like the semi, the, the week one final where South won 16 points to 10. And there's lots of stats in the game, but the one stat which probably doesn't exist actually, which I like to use in some ways, is chances created versus chances taken. And I think the Panthers created a bunch of chances in that first. When you go back and watch that game again, as I did during the week, the Panthers were probably the dominant team in the opening 20 minutes of that game, but just didn't finish off a bunch of chances they had. I think that proved to be pretty critical in the end. So I reckon if if Penrith gets some chances early on, um, they might well take them this time around. And while they are the favourites with the bookies, but everybody seems to be thinking that South might just, uh, back it up again as they did in week one. I think Penrith, despite the injuries, I think that would be pretty tough to beat. I think they might just sneak home in a close one. I did some numbers, uh, Warren. I, I do do some research for these games. And mm. what, what I've landed on, every game that Nathan... So what, I think it's about 11 points a game that Penrith are conceding this year. In games that Nathan Cleary has played, both with Penrith and Origin, it's less than eight points a game was, which is just incredible. It's it's where he puts the ball for the kicks, and it's quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, 11.6 points per game, as my numbers tell me in front of me here, Joel. And, and the Rabbitohs, I guess, in some ways, a bit similar because without uh, Cameron Murray in the middle of the season, that's, he was missing for three games. And they scored Melbourne scored 50 against the Rabbitohs uh, back in, uh, what was that, round nine. And then... They stuck a win against the Sharks a week after, sort of like the stem, the flow. Then they got belted again up in Dubbo, again with Murray missing. Um, he was out for three weeks with that syndesmosis injury. The point from he, the time that he's been back, well, they've been a different team, and they've lost just the one game from that point on against the Panthers back in round 23. So their record with him is almost infallible uh, since he came back from that injury mid-season. And I think he, he's a bit like, you know, Nathan Cleary for the Panthers. If, if Cameron Murray's in the side, he does so much work through the middle of the field. I think it makes it very tough for Pen, Penrith's forwards in particular to dominate as they were, I think, earlier in the season. Hey, Woz, what do you do in the off-season? Like, what, what does Fox Sports leading caller do in the off-season? <laughs> exactly what you do. Your, your golf handicap uh, goes down by about five. Well, he's, he's couldn't That's go exactly five. Right. He'd be off scratch then. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm hoping to do, Fletch. Uh, play a bit of golf like you. Yeah, maybe we should hook up and have a little money game ourselves. But, I'm happy. Um, I'm a 40. I, mean, I haven't got much, but you know, we'll play for five bucks a side or something like that. But, um, yeah, maybe in the past I've done a, I've done cricket. I've done a lot of golf commentary in the past uh, in Asia with the, the women's LPGA tour. Um, I've, done, I've done a variety of stuff. Obviously, I, started, I did baseball years and years and years ago. I haven't done that for a little while, but I might even try and call a couple of baseball games this summer. And then, of course, also you, you've got to have a break as well because you'll, you'll go mad if you call 12 months of the year. So the family yeah, demands that there's, there's, there's four weeks in there that you have to have a break. So when you, by the time you get all that done, it's sort of February and you, you're back into footy mode. Mm. Well, make sure from doing, you know, like a couple of years ago, I played Galileo on the West End, three and a half hour play. And I did 106 performances in a row. Wow. Um, Galileo? Galileo. 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 Galileo.
<laughs> yeah, that's I just sang that for three and a half hours. And how do, how do you do that, Brendan? Brendan, how do you how do you do three and a half hours, one hundred and six shows in a row? How's your sometimes speed, sometimes yeah, you're that's right. You're on the loop. Sometimes two shows right. a day, so you're yeah. kind of Galileo more than your BC, which was confusing. So. He invented yeah. the thermometer, the uh, metronome, and the telescope. But wow. anyway, which I, thermometer? I, the, the oral one or the one downstairs? Uh, both them. Yeah, sixteen hundreds. <laughs> whack it up there. Get the, get a sense of things. Yeah, like a run and, orgy. And then you and then you can you know disappear right up your ass and get the telescope, see the moon, everything. Yeah. Um, but hot water, lemon, cayenne pepper, maple syrup. Swirl it round. Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. Lemon, wow. hot water, maple syrup, swirl it round, put it on your tonsils the night before, put it on before you go on, gives you deep resonance and you don't burn your larynx as much when you've yeah, got really? a high word count. <laughs> you should be doing it too, yeah. Shugsies. Jeez, you've got a word count. Yeah, we're nearly there. Hey, Was, before you go, and thank you for joining us, is yes, there mate. any chance, is there any little chance that you could play a few chords, strum a few on the axe just to take us to the Today he's going to be a Any, a, a, any choice, Was Any song you want? You, There's no sex I'm in the violence. Hang on. I'm hiding in my son's bedroom. Let me let me just go and grab it quickly. Yes. You just stand by. I've got it uh, back out of here in the kitchen. But Tonight, just hang on a, second. a Actually, once-only performance, unplugged one, and raw, we have for 1170 uh, SEN listeners <laughs> the one and only Warren Smith with his new album, I'm calling it how I see it. What about some angels, boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bought me a box of French cigars. Bought me a black beret. Yes. Something like that, hey? Yes. That was, what about requests? What about requests? Can I do a request? Oh, Gal, you're going to say Violent Femmes, aren't you? I am going to say Violent oh, Femmes. Oh, yes. Blister in the oh, Sun. God, I, I can't. Uh, uh, blister. Uh, what is it? Um, I, can't, I can't. Honestly, mate, I can't remember. Yeah, it's GBCBGBCBC. What about this one? No, it's GBCB. What about on the back of Troy Casadale? Have you tried the Glory Glory one? Oh, yeah, right. No, no. I'm going to. You know, I'm not I'm not remotely. Can you play up, up, Cronulla? Mate, you're an absolute <laughs> legend. The crowd goes wild. Yeah, well done, Was. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank Woz. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bar mitzvahs, uh, weddings, parties, anything. anything. Luckily, the band name The Smiths already taken. Now, Was, after yeah. we, we say goodbye to you, we're going to play the English try that you called in 2014. But what was the first grand final you called? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was 2008. It was the uh, the Storm and the, uh, the Seagulls and Bieber's last ever game as a Seagull. And he yes. scored that terrific yep. try towards the end and what was the blowout 40 mil uh, full-time score. So uh, that was the first one. That uh, This will be number 14 this time around. Who was the number nine for the Melbourne Storm that day? Number nine for the Melbourne Storm that day. That's a pretty good – that's a good trivia question, yeah. Holly. Um, every, it was in a song, yeah. Every Muscle Aiken. Oh, that's right. Oh, Russell Aiken. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, of course, Cameron Smith suspended for two games after the uh, – the semi-final up in Brisbane, and then the and then the uh, the Craig Bellamy blow up after the prelim final win against your Sharkies, Brendan, uh, where he accused the, the judiciary panel of all sorts of things and got himself in a bit of trouble. Well, it's never their fault, is it? Storm. It was a three-way tie <laughs> for the minor premiership uh, that year, wasn't it? I know there was a countback, but well, we had those sixteen in a row, didn't yeah. we? And then we kind of went downhill towards the semis a little bit. But um, yeah. sounds like a we... show today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we peaked. I, I was. Um, 
Congratulations, mate. You're off to call another grand final. We're very uh, appreciative of your time on this Saturday at Crunch Time. Uh, call well, mate. It's such an honour that you get to do so. So congratulations, and we'll chat soon. Oh, yeah, was Thanks, boys. Have fun. See, See you, guys. See you, Was. Here is Was calling the 2014 grand final. South Sydney on their way to a premiership. Coruscant. What a story he is. And here's Kerry away and running once again. Inglis! Inglis to celebrate it. What a moment. It finishes with the Goanna. Did it win? Uh, it certainly is crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary Search all new MUX. We need to play this song, Fletchy, mm. because some players are hanging the boots up. They They're are. done. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Yeah, you have been the one. You have been the one for me. The best of us. Yeah, there's too many to mention. And um, we wish all those heading to retirement all the very best in said retirement. Mm. But you've come up with a bit of a team, Brian. It's a cracking team. Mm. So this is all the list of players that have retired. At fullback, we have Roger Tuobashishek. Mm. The wingers are Blake Ferguson and Brett Morris. Mm. Representative players, all, all of them. The centres, Josh Dugan and Josh Morris. Again, all representative players. The halves, Michael Morgan and Blake Green. The engine room, Russell Packer. Now, Isaac Luke is in at nine, but there's an injury cloud around him. He might not because he's got to ring the bell. He's got a yeah. dodgy wrist. <laughs> the other front row is Leeson Armau. Yes. The back row, this is a very, very strong back row. Boyd Corner, Sia Soliola, Jake Friend. Oof. The bench, uh, our man, Anthony Don, the Don. Trent mm. Marin, Justin O'Neill, and Dale Copley. Oh, I like it. And news update. What do you got? I've got a new coach. Who someone, is it? Someone else who's just who's recently, time on their hands? recently retired. Who is that? Gladys. Gladys, Gladys. Gladys is going to get the clipboard. Wow. Yeah. No no sign of Dodgy Daryl with her. And I thought... Um, Dodgy Daryl is out. No sign of Dodgy Daryl. So she can focus. She yep. can focus. And I think that should be good. That's what she needs. Yeah, yep. yeah. She steps, steps out of one frying pan straight into another fire. <laughs> and, and what she proved with politics, she's willing to, you know, give preference, preference to the man. You know what I mean? Focus her energies there and, yeah. and do what, what's required. I thought maybe as a performance excel, what what are the titles they give them these days in sport? The performance, oh, uh, like like that sports uh, science, sports science, performance, head of, head, head of performance, head of performance, that's it, and and execution or whatever. James Maloney coming back. From oh him. yes, because yeah. well, we all know he's great with culture. He's great with performance. Love it. Sorry, boys, I'm just just putting a quarter. You are putting a quarter. I thought Gladys. <laughs> why don't she just go for the top job, Prime Minister? Yeah, maybe she hasn't got enough skeletons in a closet. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she'll a few more in out. The, in the, in the uh, Fair Dingham Stakes, are we, are we not a little bit sad? I'm sad. I'm totally sad. Yeah. Also, she's when we're, we're, you know, in New South Wales, we're coming out on the 11th. You think she nearly got to the glory and, you know, it's like yeah. she nearly got to get a haircut and go and stand up in a bar. Yeah. You know. Well, she will now. She'll, someone will pick her up. Maybe SEN should grab her. Yeah, Maybe we should go head to head with Waitley. Yeah. We have Barajiklian. <laughs> yeah. Waitley versus Barajiklian. What be about <laughs> Warren Smith talking about having, you know, a co-host? Mm. What about she calls the GF with Warren Smith? She'd be good. Mm. Yeah, guys, she can, she can say a lot of sentences at once. Yeah. 
And, I, and we're all in this together, as she was we're always. We're all in this together. <laughs> and I tell you what, she absolutely froths over these days. Yeah. Green shoots. Yeah, green shoots. Yeah. She loves a green shoot. And I can't stress this enough. I can't stress this enough, but we're all together. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about uh, buzzwords during the week, but one that I can't stop hearing is it, what, what, is that Beta Mainhoff? Mm. When you sort of haven't seen it, then you just keep seeing it or hearing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Everyone's got a narrative. The narrative is oh, this. Yeah. The narr- I watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. watch a punting show. How can you get a narrative in a punting show? It's all the narrative. Oh, same with the space. Like, you know, people saying, I've been doing a little bit of a work in the radio space. Oh, and yeah, I've been doing yeah. some work in the theatre space and the, <laughs> yeah. and, and the, you know, the branding space. I'm yeah. like, what's the space? Where's this space? Yeah. Not in theatre or yeah. in branding no, or in, in radio. Space. In the space, yeah. Yeah, I've been working a little bit in education space and marketing space at the moment. Yeah. Brendan, who's the biggest A-list tool that you know or you've worked with? Well, don't have to say his name or her name, but just give us a hint. I don't know. This comes up a bit when I'm on radio, and it's just because we've got nothing else to talk about because it's three thirty. Yeah, it's, it's sugar's it's, into his fifth beer. It's not. It's not something it, in Australia. In Australia, right? Um, we make jokes about divas. Like if I was working with you in a scene, I'd say, you know, Brian, don't look me in the eye, okay. You know, I can't have direct eye. Would that really happen? Don't call me. You know, like we'll make jokes as if we are Hollywood divas. And I went and did a show um, called The Borgias in Budapest with Jeremy Irons. And um, he he would say to the extras, don't look me in the eye, get rid of those people. And then he would leave early, come back for his close-up. And I'm ready for my close-up. And so I was laughing my head off because I thought, I'm just so used to us doing that as a joke. So I was laughing, going, that's awesome, Jeremy. And then I... Oh no, he's doing that, you know, and that's the shock that you get is that a lot of the big stars do do that. They want their own dressing room. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to meet you. And I've experienced it a lot and it's fine. You know, I'm in it for the ensemble. I love working with other actors and you get so bored and lonely on sets. It's like, you've got to, you've got to connect. That's the whole experience. I thought that was all a myth, you know, because we, it is in this country. I spoke to Paul Gow. He said that, which absolutely rocked me to my core. Mm. He said, Kevin Costner, A grade. Yeah. yeah, A grade of the well, highest order. I try not order. to out too many of them. Now let's out them. Oh, let's out. do it. We've got yeah. a new segment, it's by okay the way. for you. BC, like, we've got a new segment. It's called it? BC's Outing. <laughs> play, the, play the sting. This is what um, – here's the other bloke in the midday show. Ray uh, Martin. You know, yeah, here at the SEN before – you guys, Waitley, no, no, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith. He, he's always trying to get me to <laughs> yeah. out thing. I'm like, I've got to go out and work in this industry. <laughs> That's why I can come on and just say what I want about sports people. You know what I mean? And then go back to my career. Whereas you guys can't really rip into certain coaches, so, yeah. players. So, Jimmy loves outing people. Yeah, you know, because so, you guys have to play it a bit calm for beers with the boys. That's why I love like hearing Brent Reed going that this team, and then like you can see him kind of reeling back, going, "Yeah, but I still love you guys." Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's a di- difficult game to play. That, so it? I can't believe you said who's the other guy on the midday show. This is the this is the man here. He is SEN royalty. That's right. Write something positive. It's ridiculous. Blows me away, mate. If you don't like it and you keep writing negative articles, get out. Go away. Join another sport. That sort of thing frustrates me no end. Rack off, buddy. <laughs> I've never met you before and I don't care. But go away. That's directed to you. That was just left on the. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that he? was for that, he, he. This is God's honest truth. He had uh, Jeremy Irons as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, did someone write an article about him or someone just keeps writing negative articles yeah. about someone? Yeah, it was, wasn't about him. 
It wasn't about no, him. No. It was just a negative article. He just had enough of ne- negative articles. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, is is it to Buzz? Was that to Buzz Rothfield or who was it to? I don't know. I uh, love because Buzz is a Sharks fan, and and every time he sees me, um, he comes up to me and he goes, "Any gossip?" <laughs> him and Brooksy, him and Brooksy are tight. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Any gossip? Uh, oh, he uh, he took him on in the Twitter wars, didn't he? Yeah, I was saw a, that. It was a one sided yeah. battle. What what was Kenny's advice around? If you're going to take him on, make sure you finish it or something. No, else? make sure you've got some bullets or make sure you've got some punches. Yeah, don't just come out and have nothing. Don't turn up to the fight with nothing. He said, "Yeah." So, and I loved how Ivan Cleary came out this week and went, "Wayne's the best coach in the world. I'm going over here." You know, what I mean? like, yeah, I'm not saying anything. Nah. He's really good at talking. He's really good at coaching. I'm going to go back and and just talk to the players. Sorry, <laughs> I tried to play. Yeah. I got hang it, hammered. <laughs> yeah. I admit it. I'm an idiot. Don't mess with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane, Ivan. And, stay and, in and your he's lane. Done that. I love that. He's he's self acknowledged it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, have your trainer on the field 70, 78 times in the first half. If the if say <laughs> say the rabbits score first two tries tomorrow yeah. really quickly, can the Panthers come back? Say the Panthers score the first two tries really quickly Game tomorrow, over. can the Rabbitohs nah. come back? Answer me both. Uh, well. The, the only reason I'll say yes is because it'll force the Rabbitohs into a just a lavish style, won't it? Yeah, right. You know, so, yeah, I think the three tries is what you need, that three tries buffer. And I feel like if Panthers get a roll on, they they have that momentum. Play. I'm, I'm more interested in, in the distracted Brian Fletcher now. He's <laughs> back something here. What, what, what have you back, Brian? Uh, I don't want to say because I don't want to early crow it. Right. Nah. Which means you're happy in running at the moment, which means it's one of the first four at the it's moment, right. I keep it's making running second, I four think, moves ahead. I keep no, making no. weird Sargent. facial expressions at Brian of horror, mm. um, and he's getting confused by me. But there's a there's UFC behind him, so every time I look to Brian, someone's get their, their skull cracked open. <laughs> so I keep looking at him, going, oh, and he's and he's looking at me. That'll happen. That'll happen here. Are you a UFC <laughs> man? Do you know what? When I had COVID yeah. in London. I couldn't watch documentaries or any shows. I didn't want my brain stressed. <laughs> so I got UFC Fight Pass Did and you? I sat there eating microwave pizzas at 10 in the morning and I just watched everyone's backlog. Did I would have watched 200 hours of UFC because <laughs> I was so, so who, who, unwell who your heart? that I just sat there going, I just want to watch <laughs> men kill each other. It was all I could, co- all I could, um, oh, Khabib, um, Alessandra. Oh, actually yeah. Trains yeah. In or New Bri- Brian's is charging home. Is it going to get here in time, Brian? And Conor <laughs> McGregor. Nah, nah, Conor McGregor. Never been kissed. $43 and is going to fall in. What are those two guys? Brent the brothers. The American brothers. What are their names? Um, Nate. Uh, Nate someone. Yes. Who is he? Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. Sorry, I don't, I, I don't know. Are we at, are we at the TAB or are we on radio? What's no, going on? Fletch was looking at the acclaimed uh, UFC fighter Regan Bayless, <laughs> seeing him put somebody in a sleeper hold, which might have been uh, Brian's betting account. But anyway, um, gee, that's a blowout for the quarties. That is what's that's good. a quarty killer. Absolutely, but someone's someone would have taken the field. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Anyway. anyway, sorry, Brendan, what were you talking about? You were talking about uh, Cameron Diaz or, he was, or, or well, Nate Miles, something? While you were talking about stars, he was star Tonte, is not he? Tonte. Never mind. Um, what happens now? <laughs> <laughs> we got to a break. Oh, let's go for a break. More. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken, available at selected it's restaurants. It's beautiful. Uh, do you want one here? I've got a wing oh, here. Oh, yeah. For you. I, I, I'm the greatest eater of Craig. Craig Wings. Love them. Mm. Absolutely love them. Uh, the Red Rooster's been very kind to us 
on Saturdays for Crunch Time. We appreciate their support and particularly the food right here. Available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating. Exceptional. We lost Fletch. Uh, it certainly is. It is the final half hour of crunch time, and uh, we have got a big, big bumper day tomorrow, starting from 3 p.m. all the way through to the completion of the grand final. The SEN coverage will start at 3 p.m., and of course, uh, Finchie, myself, and Brett Kamali will be calling all the action here of the NRL grand final of 2021. Uh, but we're going to start gearing up for the grand final. Thanks to Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home. With Dometic, always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. What adventure is Brian Fletcher on at the moment? Because Dometic is taking him somewhere, hasn't it, uh, BC? I think he might be going somewhere towards Mexico, I think. <laughs> I think it might involve tequila. I'm not 100% sure. The show started very strong and then yeah. it's gone left. And then now we've we've lost Fletch. Um, so we're going to – there's a lot of helicopters going around the beach at the moment. Yeah. I'm checking people out. We might get one of those and see if they can locate the great man. <laughs> he's had a big year, and I think he's had a big day. He's had a big day. Good on him too. Uh, speaking about helicopters, uh, I don't mind saying this, and I, my wife is a helicopter mother, right? So What's uh, that mean? Uh, you've never heard the term? No. Helicopter mother. So she hovers around, right? So, for example, my daughter will be uh, coming up to a – uh, in a couple of years, the what do they call it? The schoolies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at dollar one, my wife will have a bloody hotel book somewhere just nearby. Just a she's a helicopter, oh, helicopter mother. mother, right, right. So she, Brenda. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so actually, the tu- you know, that's Tooley, isn't it? You know, she's just done my my daughter. So yeah. she's driving now, and this is I, I told the story at the start where Benji Marshall wins his grand final. She was born that year. Now she's driving a bloody car, and Benji's still in grand finals. But driving home today. So she drove home with the wifey so they could drop me in here. She's rang up her nan and she said, Nan, I've been caught speeding on my L's and I've used the excuse that you were feeling crook, so I'm driving fast to come and get you. Can you go inside, lay down on the floor because the police are coming to check it out and pretend you're sick and tell Pop to hide, right? So for half an hour, my daughter has got her grandfather hiding in the in the garage and the nan's been lying on the floor uh, waiting for the said police to turn it's up. It's kind of St. George Dragon style, isn't it? Yeah. You're hiding, the, you're hiding yeah. the bed, I'll hide in the cupboard. Yes. And, and how did it go? What was the acting, what was the acting like? No, well, they, they drove past the house, beeped at the front, called, and they said, oh, apparently the police aren't coming. Beep, beep, we're at the front. So the, obviously you can't at the moment um, with the COVID say good day. So they've just waved at the front and taken the PL level five. But anyway. Uh, I've got a text here for Brendan. Uh, it's, an, uh, it's a text from Donna from Darlinghurst. My husband got drunk last night mm-hmm. and started bragging about cheating on me. He said in the last 20 years, he's calculated he slept with almost a 1,000 women. I'm okay with it. I'd rather him sleep with a 1,000 women once than one woman a 1,000 times. Ooh. Also, I'm a mad Sharks fan and is Brendan single. Ooh. Oh, money so is she looking for a rebound? I don't know. So, Dennis, what's her husband? Donna. What's Donna's? Um, Derek. Derek. <laughs> Derek's. Donna and Derek from Darling. Derek's. <laughs> and, uh, and Derek's slept with a thousand women. Well, he, he, he got on the um, P155 last night and he said. He's and told her the truth. 20 years. Slept okay. With Do you want to tell you something weird? I'll tell you something really weird. Um, and this is 
no lie, I can give you the CD. I saw a clairvoyant about 11 years ago on the Gold Coast called Rianne, and because I'd heard her on radio, apparently she, she found the Manson bodies and stuff through, you know, help the police because wow. she channeled his mm. spirit guide and everything. And I went and saw her for an hour um, and she said all this stuff like you got a parking ticket two days ago, you did this, you had this health thing, your dad, your thing. And I'm like, Is that correct? All of it spot on. Well, she said you had a parking ticket two yeah, days ago. Yeah, with your blue car and all this stuff. And really? you've just bought this house and you've had difficulty with this person at work who wears a red scarf. I'm like, absolutely. Um, so she knew everything. And, and then she said, you're going to um, have this relationship with this person, then this, then you'll move there. Then you're going to marry a woman named Donna. What? And and so oh, I, w- I was looking around. You know, I've been looking around for Donna's my whole life. And so I was doing this play called Miss Julie at the Belvoir where I had to get nude, actually. Yeah. And me and my mate Wayne Blair, we went to the Norfolk Hotel and we were getting on the margaritas in the in the beer garden. And I was looking at this girl over in the corner and I was like, gosh, she's beautiful. And I had enough Mexican courage to go <laughs> over. And, um, and Wayne goes, maybe it's Donna. And I went over and I went, I think it's Donna. I go, I walk over to her and I said, how are you going? I just want to tell you, you're beautiful. And I don't, and she goes, I saw your show. And I went, oh, what'd you think? And sorry, I was nude and everything. But, and then I sorry, said, I was nude. and, um, and then I said, you know, I don't know if you'd want to have a drink, if I could buy you a drink or anything. And she goes, oh no, I'm just here with my friend. I said, what's your name anyway? And she said, my name's Donna. No. And I've gone, we're, we're going to get married. And she went, what? And I said, I'm going to marry you because the clairvoyant, Rianne from the Gold Coast who found Charles Manson's you know, bodies told me, and she's like, I'm actually seeing someone. He's in New York at the moment. I went, yeah, doesn't matter. No. You know, so, so I think I freaked her out. What happened? <laughs> no, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, but you know why? Donna, well, this is another Donna. Yeah. Don't know what you're going to do about Derek. Doesn't well, matter. De- Derek's had his fun in the sun. He's had 20 years of I think sleeping with Brendan's probably equivalent to a thousand, him having a thousand. No, the, the, Derek's tossing him up because that's, that's 50, one a week. 50, yeah. One a week for 20 years. That's why I've never been into affairs. How do you organise it? Oh. Well, it might not be. It might be um, <clears throat> he might have paid for them. It might be working girls. Oh, uh, yeah. Donna Ooh. doesn't. Donna, if you're listening, just can you t- uh, text through? Well, it's funny that. Like, you never meet a man who's seen a sex worker, but there's 20,000 sex workers working mm. in Sydney. And there must just be this one guy that we haven't met. Do you know the best part of this whole conversation is what I've just realised? That one of Crunch Time's famous... Luminaries yeah. has been waiting patiently on the line, digesting all of this information. <laughs> it is the great Vonnie Cow. G'day, Von. Hi there. Good afternoon. What <laughs> cheeky conversations you're having there. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, Von. I didn't mean to. So, to Mum, as my um, as my you know mother and dating advisor, do you reckon Donna on the rebounds a good option for where I'm at at the moment? <laughs> no, not at all. She's a patient lady. She's been true to her partner. She's in shock, obviously, and that's not a good enough reason to connect with her at all. Thank you. So that's a no, Fletch, if you want to just well, text her back. That's a no. Well, Derek's text through. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Donna's husband, Derek. Yeah. He has an issue. He needs. He's got a lot of STDs, and he wants <laughs> Brian to... That's me, me, Brian, to help him out with the doctor. I, I can't do that. No. Mum's a nurse. Vonnie, would you Vonnie's be willing? Vonnie's a nurse. Vonnie is the former Australian nurse of the year. Australian oh, well, nurse there of the year. You go. Vonnie, what should he <laughs> no, be getting? Give me just a script. The That's all right. Bit of St. John's um, wart, Mum, or some he, poor poor? Poor 
awful cream. Now he needs to go to the proper sexual clinic. I'll get him off. I'll get him off. Yeah. And he needs some mental health issues. He yeah. does. Can he take Donna with it with him too, just to make sure that? Of course. Yeah. The ideal. Now, Vonnie, um, you were going to meet my sister in the park, but it started raining and you turned back. Is that what happened? I'm home. You're yeah, back home. I'm You're home. Back. Um, now, and, um, what's that? I, uh, you want me to suggest who should win tomorrow night? Yeah. What do you think, guys? Is that what we're after? I mean, she's been given some spot-on expertise throughout the year. She gave her Sharks team of all time. Um, but I think, Mum, what's your instinct tomorrow? We've got the Penrith Panthers playing the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think it's going to be close. I, go, I think it's going to be a terrific game. And all my family, I think, are supporting Rabbits. South. Ooh. But um, because I'm so keen on the ability of Nathan Cleary, I have to stick with the Panthers. I think it'll be a very close game. But I think both teams will be working for their areas because we've all been in isolation and the West and the South have had a hard time and I think there'll be mm. great spirit for the club and the, the followers. So yeah, I that's think it'll lovely. Be a true game. High scoring Von Disco or low scoring no, like 80s game? Like 8-6 or 10-6. I think it'll be very defensive. I'm yep. looking forward. I get quite excited. So, Vonnie, who do you want to win the Clive Churchill? Is it Nathan Cleary? Yep. Yes. Mm. Cam Murray, I like. Um, but yes, Nathan Cleary. I keep hearing the name Cam Murray, hey? Vonnie, what about the yeah. coaches? Do you, are you a fan of Ivan or Wayne's? Well, I'd have to say Ivan because he and Nathan are such a good team. Mm. But they're all good. I think... I'm not a terribly competitive person, but I think they've all done a wonderful job with the boys and the problems at hand and the injuries and different rules and moving to another state for the poor warriors. Um, I think it's been an, such an upside-down year. You've got to give, applaud the whole thing, the whole rugby league scenario. Cause Peter Valance. It's interested. It's fed our TV. <laughs> now- wonderful. Vonnie, uh, you used words like done a wonderful job, you used state, you used applaud, uh, up and down year. There's some of the terms that you use, and I immediately thought of Gladys. Gladys is gone. What, yeah. what, what do you make of that? Oh, I think she's a special lady. and so I mean, I. we all – I think she had a relationship with Daryl for 14 or 16 years politically, mm. and I think mm. that you work for that long on so many issues and finances and – property um and i think she's amazing and she said it wasn't intimate for many many years but i think you trust them you you think if you work with someone for 14 or 16 years you know them and i think when he turned to be a bad egg i think it must have hurt her tremendously because she's very private Mm. and i don't think she felt that the relationship was such that she had to tell anyone but I could be wrong, but um, it must be so disappointing. She's got it as the cusp of coming out of this mm. whole isolation business and the timing's awful and she's built, she's organised roadways. I mean, she's the West Connect, she does development. She's all around a good politician and it's such a shame. She doesn't have to leave. She could have stood aside 
but she's chosen to go, and I think that's sad. She, um, yeah, she's obviously a fan of yours. I, I, I wasn't much of a fan of her because she mucked up the light rail and really wrecked the eastern suburbs um, for about three and a half years. But I want to digress, please, Vonnie, and ask about Brendan's prowess as a rugby league player. How was he cutting the pigskin up? Was he an attacking footballer? Was he a defender? He was a good defender. He was keen. He loved the game. Mm. He did... Um, Around the legs. He, um, You were on the wing. Yeah. And um, I just remember it was a very happy time and then he was good to go to training and he enjoyed it. No injuries. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he, he, there's a word there, winger, that sort of lost me a little bit there. Vaughn, because he was. You te- were a winger, weren't you, darling? No, I, not that's that's no. I, I started as a five eight, then I went to a centre, <laughs> but I think I played my later years as they put me on the wing in the sixteen Bs, firmly in playing the sixteen Bs. I was good tackler though, wasn't I, Mum? Round the laces. Oh, I loved it when you tackled round the ankles, and I still admire anyone that does it. And a lot of the footballers are going back to the ankles, which is good. Yeah, lovely. I think they're re-inspired <laughs> by my tackling style. Now, I, Mum. On a bigger issue, um, the new iPhone, your new phone came today. Have you done the crossover? Um, have you backed up Good and put Lord the old no. iPhone on the new iPhone? <laughs> I'm not techno savvy, and for another thing, I'm too too scared. Have no, you even opened the box, or are you just scared at, at yeah, the I new phone? And put it back in again. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to drop past and give mum the old crossover. She's got a new phone. So. Hey, hey Vonnie, are you, are you into the racing at all? You may not be, but uh, we've just got a new superstar. Oh. Australia's got a new superstar. Incentivise has just won the Turnbull, uh, beating, well, most importantly, uh, beating uh, the champion, Very Elegant. Mm. And oh, and this, this horse will be very short odds to win now, both the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. It was a, just a break. It's a very... Very, very similar attributes to might and power. But anyway, uh, there you go. So, Vonnie, the final and say. Gay Waterhouse. Is the Gay Waterhouse horse? Uh, Peter Moody horse, actually. Peter Moody horse. Oh, it was, you know what, Vonnie? Melbourne. Yeah, this horse was uh, battling away in Brisbane. Won a maiden in March at the start of the year, or May it may have been. And now it's going to be a pronounced favourite to win the Melbourne Cup and uh, also the Caulfield Cup. But, Vonnie, what's your final say on the grand final for 2021? Panthers eight six or ten six. Ooh. Ooh. Real 80s style from Von Disco. Yeah. Well good defense. Evie, thanks good for your day. um thanks for frequenting and the S- talking to you, chaps. Thank you. Thanks, Vonnie. We look forward to next Anytime. year, Vaughn. We look forward to next year. We really appreciate that. Year of the shark next year, Mum. Could be. Year of the shark. <laughs> Bye, Have- darling. Have a great evening. Uh, there, there is the great Vonnie Cowell, who's been a big part of the show throughout 2021, yeah, Brendan. she's pretty much had her own segment. You'd yeah. call it a segment, wouldn't yeah. you? Um, no, she's great talent. She always has been. I put her in a few of my films. She's never lets you down. She's, mm. great, she's great talent and loves a footy. Good, like, loves it. Why are you wearing a scarf? I just, I just, I've just realised. Just, I had a T-shirt and I was a little cold, and then I saw um, there was some New South Wales scarves under a table. And are you I, trying to snavel them? I love free shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm in acting, for all the loot. You get so much loot. Do you like the loot? I love loot. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of my loot on the dark web. <laughs> Did you? No, I'm going to. Now oh, yeah. I, I've just been Googling it.
and holy hell. Hey, boys, I, I didn't even know you could buy this sort of stuff. I hope you're hungry because we've just smashed the Red Roosters. Oh, yeah, thank you to Red Rooster, by the The Rooster way. was calling and we answered. Don't you worry about that. We answered the spicy wings. Spicy tingle? Yes. Is that what it is? Have you got room See for you more? Doctor. Have you got room for more? Yeah, can't big, wait. Big listeners of the show, La Farmacia. The Mexican oh. medical kit they've sent us. The, oh, did the they? Mexican La medicine Farmacia. kit. And where yes. is that restaurant? La Farmacia. Well, you just got to Google this. La Farmacia is all over. Surrey Hills. Shop. Stanley Street. Stanley, Stanley Street. Street. La Farmacia. Thank you so much, La Farmacia. But how good is this? What about this, boys? Um, so it comes with a QR code which provides the music, right? So this is what oh, you can do yeah. with the. So go to La Farmacia, the Mexican medicine. What is it? Medicine kit. Yes. Mexican you can eat it. Kit. Is that you Spanish can hear for it. a chemist? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, you get the QR code for the music. You get the corn chips, the grilled corn, the tacos. That's all in front of us now, boys. So we're ready tacos. to attack that. You're not going tacos? You're going tacos? I'm a, I'm a tacos Yes, man. so am I. Yeah. I get in trouble for that. Kids ta- say to me, it's tacos. Uh, I, tacos. I'm tacos. Tacos. We've got the churros. We've got the drinks. We've got the be- What's the beer that's there? It's the... Um, the You've got Tecate. The Tecate. Margaritin. The Margaritin uh, for Paul Siren. It's named. It's the classic you Margarita. Oh, we all got a yep. named one. Beautiful. Thank you to the team at La Pharmacia. We appreciate that. And there's a game here as well. So there's a game here. Loteria is the Spanish word for lottery. Is it really? Yes. And we need to uh, play a bit of... Uh, <laughs> when it says lottery and then you just go lotteria, <laughs> I think that is Spanish, yes. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to Crunch Time Maria. <laughs> it is fantastic. But... I will say this. To the team at La Farmacia, we appreciate the Mexican medicine kit. Uh, cracking giant. I do that. know where this is. It's down there in the yes. middle of Surrey Hills, Stanley Street. Big yeah, kit. near the old Bill and Tony's, yes. right? Yes. Which is where you go and you go, I'll have, I'll have a spaghetti bolla and they give it to you yeah. before you finish the word. It was, yeah. yeah, it's basically the old joint there. Yeah. So well oh, done. So you basically build your own kit. They send it to you. Soft tacos, meat, salsa, Bingo. onion. Happy days. Is it uh, what part of um, Mexico is it? South, North, uh, Jalisco. Ah, yeah, right on the, on the Pacific coast. Uh, not on Baja Peninsula. No, I think they're opening one up there. So are they? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, outstanding. Oh god, you can smell it. Oh, you just got to attack it. Grand final. You can smell the grand final. You can smell 20, La Farmacia. Thirty twenty Penrith. Thirty twenty Penrith. Sorry to say this, but South Sydney Rabbitohs will be winning their twenty second. That's what I said. What's the score, BF? 16-12. Really? Yeah. Who's Six. the man of the match, Cody Walker? Nah, Joyce's choice. Well, I've been very strong on Adam Reynolds because Joyce Churchill, um, obviously the so white You're five. a sentimentalist, aren't you? That is a sentimental tip. Well, Joyce came out during the week and said she wants to give it to Adam Reynolds. Wow. So I'm just thinking. So the script's written. So let it be written. How's his so thighs? It's his groin. How's his groin? Have you had an assessment? Have you got down and had a look? What's going on? No, there? no, no. So he didn't train all week, and there is talk that he – look, he has to kick goals. So that, He doesn't it's, need. It's, it's, too much, it's too much pressure for that young yeah, kid. Yeah, Taps like, like 13 years old, and he's played one game. He can't be. Like, I, I think he'll be right. Texas Tony, boys, he thinks Matt Burton to win the Clive Churchill. No centre, no winger has ever won the Clive Churchill. You know what? For good reason, they don't do anything. <laughs> They're going to miss Latrell tomorrow, he mate. They're it. going to miss that knockout punch. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, Cleary knows what he's doing. And last year, I think they learned. They were intimidated by the storm. They showed last week they don't give a shit about the storm. They don't care about grand final. They're ready to roll. Gentlemen, and to all our listeners, thank you for 2021 crunch time. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah. 
Uh, well done, Brendan, Timmy Manor, Spud Carroll, Siro, all the team that have come in uh, throughout the year. Gibbo, who's played a part. Alex Asil. Brooksy, he's the captain of the show. He's run the show. We appreciate that. Uh, and to all who has been involved, uh, you, uh, Mr. Fletcher. But I'm going to have the final say. Enjoy grand final tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And enjoy this, Panthers fans. Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.